Welcome to Whole Back Rack Podcast. My name is Jessica Hare. I operate Hare Hollow Farm, and we breed boas, balls, and select colubrids. Hi, I'm Jenna King. I operate ASM Royal Tails, and I breed high-end ball pythons. We want to share our journey navigating herpetoculture and are dedicated to promoting biohazard safety for all species. And we would love you to answer the question, what's in your whole back rack? Hello. Hello. I'm a unicorn. Wee! Okay, what are you? Uh, I'm a member of the Kotsky. I don't know if you can tell. Oh, okay. But I don't know I what was... that is. Hmm. Is this anime? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought you were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get half credit? Come on. Yeah, one of these days I'm going to trick you into Naruto because it's the... I, I, it's Somebody not my... at the show asked me if I watched it and I was like, no, but I've been told I'm supposed to be watching it. And they're like, mm-hmm. yes, you are. I don't, I mean, you're a boy inside, I can tell. So you would like it because it's for little boys. Oh. <laughs> a boy inside. A tomboy, very much a girl. I just, uh, I always hung out with the guys all growing up because the girls were too much drama. Mm-hmm. I would check out the girls with the guys. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm one of the guys for sure. Um, you would like it. That's what I'm saying. It was designed for you. Okay, well, you'll shoot right. over to me after the show, not this show, your show, and uh, I'll make it happen. Did you know this is a not safe for work podcast? It's my fault, and I, I, I think I'm not sorry. Some, sometimes I feel just a wee bit sorry if I offend people because that's not my my like that's not why I'm doing it. Like I don't have my tits out to offend you or to get in trouble with your wife. I don't mm-hmm. swear to make it so you can't listen to us at work. I'm just. You know, I'm coming out of my shell. I'm trying to you're find a, who I a am. a 14-year-old boy trying to figure out what kind of just, man you're going to grow into. That's right. You know, and, and I've been uh, repressed for yeah. a great many years. And uh, I'm just going to bloom right now. And uh, if that's offensive to you guys. She's blooming. I'm blooming. So, you know, just just ride the ride with me. And uh, if your wife needs an apology, I'm sorry. You should ride Janice ride, everybody. <laughs> no, no, I'm not into married men. Sorry. All right. Let's do a couple shout outs. Guess who's here first? Our sponsor. What? Oh my gosh, he made a live. Thank you. You should be sleepy. Why is he home? He's drunk. What is he doing? <laughs> he should be in Go to work. What, or what's, wait, wait. No, yeah, he's sleep. supposed to be sleeping. He already worked. No. He's getting ready for Halloween. Uh, Jared's here. Forward motion. Hi guys. Lorca, <clears throat> Peter's snakes, KMB reptiles, Will's Hella Heat, RN, Judy Fruity made it. Woo! That's a local peep, guys. We, Powerhouse is also well, local. Jessica left, so she's a trader, but I am a trader. That's one of the, the local people. And Lou Balls. Hi, everybody. Thank Thanks you for, for coming. Up. My God. Why are you all here? You're supposed to be having fun on Halloween. I would not be here if I didn't have to be, so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. Your secret is that you, like, actually want to be here. You have oh, well, usually, usually I do. It's just been. <sighs> Shows mm-hmm. make it real rough on school. And then my kids had a half days all week in parent conferences. And I'm like, you guys need to be in school all day. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't get my stuff done. <laughs> uh, what um 
are you doing for Halloween? Do you have like plans? Cool plans? So I don't have my kids this weekend. Mm. Spooky um, plans. But I have like a Halloween kids play date thing after this. Um, so I'm getting to keep them tonight when normally I, I hand them off to their dad and then he'll have them Saturday and Sunday. I have no idea what they're doing because he doesn't usually tell me. And then Monday's actually Halloween. And my oldest is getting to that age where she wants to go trick or treating with her friends, which is weird. <laughs> I mean, I was, I wanted to do the same thing when I was her age. It's not weird that she wants to do that. It's just weird for me that I have a kid. That's old enough to be like, mom, I'm too cool to trick or treat with you. I need to go. I do not friends. look forward to that. I just want hugs right now. And that's <laughs> yes. what I get. And she was just like, I got to go trick or treating with my friends. So drop me off at this address. Okay, cool. Oh. And I'm like, you're 10. Tell her to say no to drugs. And say no boys. to drugs. Um, but also I'm like, I need a parent to call me. <laughs> I need to confirm that this party actually exists because 10 year old girls, they'll plan like this whole hoopla and forget that, you know, an actual no one adult... actually consented to that. Correct. Because yeah. she's like, well, I'm 10 now. So like, screw you. I'm going to plan a party and we're going to make it happen. And we don't need any adults. And so I'm like, I'm not just going to kick you out of the car on Halloween and be like, take luck. <laughs> like that's never been who I am as a parent. Right. So I sent her a note to school with my cell phone number on it. And then her little friend from school starts texting me. <laughs> and she's like, yes, here's my address. Here's the time. Here's the plan. And I'm like, you're adorable. Right. Um, who's your mom or dad? Who's your mom or daddy? Can you please have them text me instead of you? Because I don't text kids. It's weird. Right. Yeah. So then her mom texts me and come to find out she's like the recess teacher or somebody at their school. And that's why my kid was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Because she knows the parents. But I don't know the parents. Right. <laughs> so then I was like, do you, does she need an adult? And then she's like, yes. <laughs> like, I'm not volunteering to take a bunch of 10-year-olds trick-or-treating. So we're all going to go. And she's going to, like, walk ahead with her cool kids group. And then uh, her mom and I and other parents with their younger kids are going to trick-or-treat behind them. So they right. feel like they're independent. But... Not really. Not. No. no. Maybe when she's 12, she can go. I mean, I, I went trick-or-treating by myself when I was in fifth grade and 10. But I'm a bitch, so she doesn't get to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dylan's here. Lisa's here. Stone Age is here. We got a lot. Whoa. Well, how, many people, how many people are here? 23. Holy Julie. shit. I Why am... are you guys here? <laughs> Take 23 <laughs> shots for everybody who's in the chat. Oh my gosh, I would too. Try not to die. Anyway, I have an adult Halloween party on Saturday that I'm going to that my ex didn't want to go to last year. It's thrown every year by a really good friend of mine. And but it's not that kind of adult, right? And uh, okay. he, he didn't want to go. So I just ended up not going because I don't want to go by myself and be like a third wheel at a party mm -hmm. of couples or whatever. But I talked a, a girlfriend into going with me, so I won't be a third wheel because I am single. Um, but it's like, fuck that. I'm going to go and do fun things because I'm not mm -hmm. with him anymore. So I don't have to sit at home and feel bad that I don't have someone that wants to go with me because I can go with me. And I'm a fucking fun person to take to a party. So I'm going to go and I'm going to have a really fucking good time, probably be hung over the next day. And 
that's how it is. All right, you know? good. Good job. I'm vending a show. That's my Halloween weekend. Hillary's here, and there's no, there was another one. Oh, powerhouse! I'd slide some kicks into your DM, but you're very, very married and a nice guy. So. Super married. So if you're not married and you want some of those picks, let me know. But <laughs> I, I don't mess with the married guys. Sorry. Right. Do we still have a sponsor? I'm not sure. We do. And apparently he's willing to miss sleep. Just to comment on our lives. <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't commented yet. I think he woke up in like some sort of delirious state. Was like, he probably first. like reprogrammed his phone to, to like drop a comment. <laughs> okay, Jana, here's what I got for you. Oh, so cute. And gorgeous. so this is a, I can't, okay. A blade calico clown. I was going to ask if it was a calico, but it's got blade. Yeah. So the blade fought back a lot, right? Okay. But he still IDs it as calico because it has that weird, like, it definitely does. Extra yeah. stuff. Yeah. But my question for Shane. Was Shane will probably message me eventually. Is did the father look like that? The one that was a blade calico progenitor, did it have the extra sort of popcorning along the belly? Or was that one so strongly blade that it hit it all the way? Like how much secret calico or calico or whatever you want to call it could blade hide? And then feedback. Remember the the situation with the the yellow blade leopard g-stripe that he bought after mm -hmm. us talking about it and i was like i want to know if he bought it because we were talking about it he said no he said sal gomez sent it to him because he wanted to buy it and then shane didn't know he wanted to buy it and he scooped him <laughs> <laughs> oh so it was like look at this badass snake and then yeah he and he's like, like oh yeah that's hot i'll oh, just buy it bitches. and sal was thinking about was buying like, it <laughs> And I was like, that's a funny story. And, and Sal's still okay with it. He's he's come to peace with his what happened. But it was just like ironic that we talked about it at the same time because it was a nice example of yeah, that combo. Really nice yeah, for sure. So that was my uh my uh feedback from that part. Now so we'll just keep this going. We'll I'll randomly ask Shane a question and then three days later receive a response. And then we'll keep oh, this party is, rolling. I was going to say, he's a grinding every fucking day. Mm -hmm. um, can we bring up Will's comment? My wife Which... would ask for them before me. Well, if mm. that's the case, you have your wife slide into my DMs and then we're, we're good on all fronts. But I have oh, to hear it from the horse's mouth. because uh, Dylan, too. Listen, oh, you should charge. I should charge. Only fans <laughs> to be... Um, distributed very soon no i'm just kidding um, Oh, dtmg is also here so that's fun yes for sure welcome Hi. um you would not believe how many times on the dating apps they're like oh i'm in an open relationship or oh my wife's chill with it or are they and i'm like that's awesome can i talk to your wife and then they're like uh um what and i'm like I i'll fuck you that's cool but i need to talk to your wife first and they're like right Oh, oh, I'm busy, and then they ghost you. So right, that's I why mean, Ashley Madison is gross, right? <laughs> for sure. So like, now, I'm if you're like, gonna be cool about it, be cool about it. Don't be weird about it. Yeah. God. So now I'm just like a blanket no, unless the wife reaches out, and then I'm like, I'm I'm down to party. That's cool, but it, unless it's from her mouth, you're a fucking liar. That's all I'm yeah. saying. No offense to you people in the chats. I just mean on on dating apps. So if you need something, a hog nose. 
of ball python or a leopard gecko. Shane, small town exotics. Instagram, morph market, the boob tube. And uh, where does he live? Tennessee? The backwoods of Tennessee with some sort of Appalachian cryptid. Because it's Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I made a spooky background. Do you like it? I don't I don't know if it's spooky enough. It's perfect. It's <laughs> epic. I love it. I, it's setting the mood right now. All right, it's a good. good mood. This will probably just come back every year. And I even changed my logo to like the dead snake and rabbit. But you don't have an undead logo. So I'll need you to pay $200 snake and pencil to commission a, a, a random additional Halloween logo for this podcast next year. Sorry. Getting right on that. And Jane. Well, imagine if that was like a snake skull with like a different color palette. That would be really awesome. I know. Snakes have cool skulls no matter what the snake is, really. I should recreate the Britney Spears music video, the one with the snake. The, the albino berm? That albino berm was like... What's the song? It was an MTV live performance on the, the music video awards. I don't think it was in the video. Or was it? Or is it you're talking about a different snake she's danced with? No, you're Are right. We... MTV Lives. I used to know pop culture. I don't know anymore. I'm Sorry. a slave for you. Oh, and she's got like her own version of the gold bikini. That's why everybody likes it because they like a wow. the gold bikini fantasy. Maybe I will. I mean, so... um. The next six weeks, well, in about two weeks for the next six weeks, I'm going to be campaigning pretty hard because I want to be the first woman to win uh, Snakes and the Fat Man 15 Minutes of Lame contest. Can you remind everyone the rules? Because it's new this year to prevent hinky-pinky activity. Well, hinky-pinky activities. I cannot offer blowjobs for votes. I asked, and I was told I would be disqualified. I cannot. What? I can also I not thought, offer. I thought he would be like, yeah, sure. for votes, or I will be disqualified. I he felt the need to specifically tell me these things, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that these are just rules for me. <laughs> He's trying to like tie one hand behind my back, so that's not. Yeah, fair. I'm pretty sure if Reggie's Urban Jungle did like a shirtless, uh, tasteful nudes or something. No, no, no. So I can post on my instagram and stuff like flirty sexy like reels and shit which i plan on doing um but i can't be like slide into my dms and you know call me for 30 minutes kind of a thing um yes so it's 25 percent of the vote is the public so the voting so if another thing happens where people like use bots and steal the vote there's still like a that was still fucked up. That was sure. really fucked up. Yeah. And then there's three judges. So the previous winners, Shane Kelly, which he's already let me know, I do not have his vote in the bag. Dang it. You got to <laughs> earn it, girl. I have got to earn it and I've got to work my ass off. Um, Shane is going to be reviewing all of the videos and um, then watching how people campaign in order to make his, his vote. So unfortunately that's not a that's not a shoe in lock but uh, and then Antoine was the next winner and um Chris's best friend Donato from eyeballs and then apparently on the live last night he gave away his clinch vote to MJ so yeah. I'm fucked there like I'm like really 
<laughs> that was how I was going to win it is the clinch vote because right. I knew he'd vote my way because he likes my boobs. But apparently that was cheating. So he gave it away to MJ. Uh, it apparently will be live on the Snakes and the Fat Net website next month. Do you, do you know? Does anybody know a day? Do you know what day, Jana? Um, I think he said the seventeenth, but all that information is going to be coming out soon. Sometime okay. in the next two to three weeks, that's going to be going live. Um, there's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of prep the next couple of weeks where he's going to be talking to us behind the scenes, um, to set it up, and then it should be live until I think Christmas or New Year's, and for the vote, and then they'll do the the big um like the judging vote thing. And then the winner gets to have a full episode um, on Chris's show. So, and then the title, you know, obviously. And so they've never had a woman win. And I just think that'd be badass because he's always like promoting women and saying that he's for the women. And I just Mm -hmm. think we need some equal representation. So I'm going to be showing off the assistants, begging for your (laughs) what I can for the women, Uh, using the assets that I have. So um that's that's what you guys are going to be hearing it a lot yeah i'm sorry but i'm not sorry vote for me and i don't want to like suck his dick too much or whatever right but it is like a big deal still an honor to it's it should be i don't know but you know the funny thing is is like we're over here sucking his dick but he doesn't think it's a big deal um but maybe that's just because he rubs shoulders with all the big people so for him all the cool kids all the cool kids so he's in the cool kids table he has no idea what it's like to sit like outside in the basketball court way against the like stinky trash you know (laughs) so i'm the stinky um, trash in this scenario right no i just mean like (laughs) our level is like we're like watching we're not even watching the bleachers of the cool kids we're watching the cool er kids play basketball and so um snakes and the fat man winning the contest i feel like gets you in the cafeteria which i'm not even in the cafeteria yet i'm still like outside so uh, he doesn't realize, I don't think, the amount of impact it has on someone. And A, I want to it, win it for women, you know, woohoo! And I want to win it for myself just because it's something, I mean, I've listened to him for a long time. So it's something that I have wanted to win before. And then it has a lot of, it has a lot of clout. And I think that it, it's good for business. It's good for the podcast. It's good all the way around. So uh, I need to see the bottom half of Jana to vote for you over Cigar City. <laughs> well, there is a picture that's floating around in the world. Uh, if you ever show up to a Zoom call, so you put it in a Zoom call of me wearing a, almost nothing but his tank top. It's pretty damn good. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll maybe I'll throw that up there. All right, we did our opening nonsense. Are we ready to do what I claim to be able to prove? All right. I didn't sleep very much last night because of last night's drama, which we'll maybe talk about later if people care. I don't know if anybody gives a shit. But I'm here now, Jana. I'm willing to talk about ball pythons again. It's been a while. It's been like one minute. All right. Whoa, spoiler. So I could make this presentation vote, but I'm not going to. Is that making me a bad person? Do your thing. Everyone, everyone knows that ball pythons are a version of a pyramid scheme. But scheme is a bad is a negative word. So that makes it sound like it's a scam. 
And it's not really a Ponzi scheme because that's all money. So you like, you need other people to buy in to pay um, the people who are cashing out early and the interest rates just aren't based on anything. And it's kind of like a multi-level marketing scheme because the, the whole pyramid works because you're kind of recruiting someone in to join the, the lower levels so that right you, you need to sell your shitty snakes and they're excited to have your city shitty snakes so you can move up in the world right but unlike a real mlm you're not getting a commission based on who you recruits sales right and that's so the only worse way than an oh, MLM. <laughs> it's better because like the only way you make money in an mlm is by recruiting but in this case you make money by selling a snake for more money than it costs to make and the margin there is what matters does that make sense so yes recruiting is helpful to the system but it doesn't but you are not directly like if i convinced you to go get into corn snakes and you bought one from me or something and 10 from somebody else and you start breeding them i've technically made competition not recruited a somebody right. where i get 10 percent of all of your income which would be fucking cool if that's how it worked. <laughs> right, but there's there's not enough humans in the world we to ever so make it. an MLM make sense after like level three. Right. So it it's not it's none of those things. And it is sort of a greater fool theory where you're hoping greater fool is where you like you buy an overpriced asset at one price, knowing it's overpriced given its value, because you want to hope that someone will speculated on it and think it's more expensive than a, than when you bought it that's the greater fool theory so but snakes aren't and lizards and frogs aren't really like that you don't expect them to be more expensive when you go to sell them but you do expect someone to be there to buy it so you're hoping someone else is as dumb as you and also wants to buy dumb snakes and lizards too so it's not a greater fool it's just another fool yeah you need to bring in as many fools like you as you can <laughs> suck them in Right. Um, so, so none of it's really a pyramid scheme or any of like the, any of the things that I've just described. It's a, something else, but it's something that's universal to all animal breeding hobbies and paradigms. You know, if you have a really cool cow, everybody's gonna be like, "Man, your cow is awesome." Can I buy a <laughs> bunch of straws of cow jizz that you've ejaculated into like a dummy cow, and I will pay you big bucks because I want cool cows in my cow herd right and i'm gonna ai them with your cow sweet jizz sweet jizz and they pay tens of thousands of dollars for sweet cow jizz and we're that's that's the, they're doing their own thing so then they're in their own like breeding ponzi scheme we're like recruitment and whatever so is this a dumb hobby right no no so I'll tell you why and why I have conviction that the whole thing still works. Like long ago when we had like one morph at a time that was popular, we come out of Africa and they're like, let's go. The, the, the like number of people, which is up here and the price was high. And there were, when there was less people and less amount, the price was high as they bred, the price would obviously drop. And so you had to get in like, in the middle or whatever to do to get rich or get do really well but there's no 
Except for the animals that exit this sort of paradigm, like because they die because breeding is hard or they go as high in pets or like a pet keeper kills it. You're always going to have this sort of flow down to like whatever the pet price is based on the aesthetics. Right. Right. Eventually it'll get there because you're just making more of the same thing. The pyramid will collapse to the pet price in time. Does that all make any sense at all? Um, but all species will do it, not just ball pythons. Sometimes it's not a pyramid. Sometimes it's more of a column, like a rare species that's not overbred or underbred, doesn't have a lot of morphs. It'll be the same price through time because there's not big spikes of production. And then like people like driving that production down to a pet price. It's just everyone always expects a Savu python to be cool looking and be a certain price because it's rare and it's not bred that much. So is so should you focus on just rare species? Yeah, you can have a whole business of just small colonies of rare species that have very stable prices. Um, I, in my opinion, Vin Russo is like the best example of that. He does have some morph boas, but he has a lot of stuff, you know, boa constrictor localities that take seven years to grow up. So if he just grows them up and has them, has a very mature collection, and he breeds them every other or every three years. He always has a product that no one can like rebreed really fast. So his prices are extraordinarily stable. You yeah. can 100% make a business that way too. And you never have to do the morph pyramid. Yeah. And in the comments, they're talking about the person who did 400K in a day. Um, yeah, we can be mad about that because we didn't think of it. But he pre-brokered those sales. Like he invited those people to come and compete for prices to buy his shit. So that was right. He forced really... them not to buy anything in advance. Correct. He told them he would only sell them in person. So that incentivized that scarcity and so they all came in guns a blazing with their pockets ready. And that's how he did so fucking good is that he created scarcity. He created demand and he created competition, which is like the trifecta of business <laughs> so i mean we could all be jealous and be pissed off but that was that was well played i right. mean like fucking call me teach me i i'm ready to learn and then blackjack said i missed this comment earlier like is there an infinite supply of fools no but there is probably always going to be People the goal would be to always it. have this part be, be good. Always be converting pets because pets don't breed, right? Convert pets at high end, convert pets at middle, convert pets at low end because they don't contribute to the speed at which the pyramid collapses. So is there an infinite supply of pet keepers? No, also. But that number far outweighs anyone who would want to deal with morph market messages at 2 a.m., that are incoherent and they didn't read your terms of service. So like the amount of people willing to do that is small enough compared to the pet price. If you can convince pet people to want the species that you're, you're making, in my opinion. Whoa. What is that? It's like a bunch of vaginas in a tree. Yeah. There's a, a little bit of a, a feminist manifesto in here. Maybe I'm not sure. 
So eventually, it's not just one morph racing to the bottom, one morph racing to the bottom. It's many morphs doing their races. So there are less people working on each project. So like this is Clown, and this is Pied, and this is like Combo Codoms with OD, and this is Albino. And so they're all sort of working independently. So less people are in each project, the more complex the system goes. And so there are more people who are like in the bleeding edge of the product project and there's less competition at each level so maybe the tie-in price is lower but the speed of collapse of each pyramid to the pet price is also slower does that make any sense yes yes so that was like the later meta you know like 10 years ago now we're doing this shit holy mackerel in my opinion with double, triple, quad recessives, each time oh, we okay. do that, we've spawned... <laughs> what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> Vagina <laughs> on her period. <laughs> yes. You guys all know what I'm exactly going to say. exactly right. <laughs> and it's all it's like on a bush. And this is like a fractal tree because this is what this reminds me of, this process. Each time you make a combo and that becomes like an aesthetic somebody's working on and adding genes to, that is a new pyramid, pyramid like forming around DG Clown. So who's the first person in the DG clown? Okay, so they have like market share and lead on the project. But could somebody like jump up? Like go, go get a pie, blackhead pie, breed it to their DG clown and somehow make like a triple hat that is somewhere like in the like third grade tier and they can jump up. So this complexity, flexibility and like tolerance for all of the fun stuff we're doing makes the whole thing way even more stable. Every time you pull a clown from a clown project to go make double heads, it's not making more clowns. So it, the, the price of clowns doesn't go down because you've given assigned that breeding potential to another double recessive, for at least for that season, right? So to me, this part will happen for 40 50 years or something like a long time it'll take a long time to have had all of our fun and made all these combos and whatever prices will be like relatively stable but they will all in the end drift down to the pet price is that okay with people i don't know i don't know if there's like literally an infinite universe where speculative buying of morphs will happen forever in ball pythons because time will mean that we will catch up the it, we will be a corn snake market eventually where like all the ball pythons are between 50 and 200 dollars, and people just buy ones they like because they think they're pretty which is what happens in corn snakes now and is that is, is that me like condemning the business model of like the speculative morph part no i don't think so that's fine People will just move on to another species that they can speculate and have fun with in that way. Um, I, I don't agree. Okay. Why Are you don't saying you saying like in 50 years it's going to do that? Yeah, or 100 years. The generation oh, okay. time okay. I can agree with that. size yeah, of ball pythons is good for this reason. Small number of eggs, long generation time, like three years or whatever-ish for a female. These balls on the same thought process as me. Send in the comments. This is an example that wouldn't the entire tree be growing more roots versus collapsing because the possibilities are literally endless and there are always more stuff to make and new combos to make. I think, yeah, that's what I think about the ball python industry is that it like rejuvenates itself. Like 
this is something that Justin understands and that he excels at is that he is constantly working 50 different projects at the same time and pouring, let's see what this does, you know, and then he makes it exciting again. And then a bunch of people run out and that project inflates. And so right. I so think like that that's you can, like when I said like, yeah, no, it, I get it. A pyramid will form but a you're new saying pyramid. That it, it, it's going to collapse. And I think that it's just going to like G stripe. It's been $200 for 20, 30 years because people are like, oh, it all makes a different colored slug, you know? And so everybody's just like, Where's, that's I'm, not worth anything. And now it's getting resurgence. Right. But this Kiki is in a span of 30 years. I'm talking like orders of magnitude. Will there always be a new ball python combo that is enough to make a new pyramid of speculation? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. I think there will be. That's I, what I'm trying to I say. I don't in 100 years. But because right now there's like a diminishing returns. So if you made a pewter fire inchy or something, does anybody care? Well, what if you made a pewter fire vanilla? Those are the same enough things. There's not, there are lots of ways to make new peaks and new goals and make it fun. But the fact that there's an 8 million combos doesn't matter if, you know, I don't know, like 70% of them look the same. I'm be, just saying this is okay. Both. Right. Both reality, future realities are okay. As long as the cost of how much it makes you to make a snake is less than the cost you sell it for. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah. No, Good. we are. Okay. Sure. Um, cause, cause I mean, this is what I was talking to Sean about. Cause Sean's like the ball python collapse is imminent. It's imminent, like within a day or two. And I'm like, but people can still sell ball pythons regularly to pet people for more than how much it makes. He's like, no, they can't. Like, but I think they can't. So then I was like, fuck it. Let's make a spreadsheet, <laughs> which is going to make this a lot more boring. Ugh, so boring oh, looking wow, already. I can't even see it. It's too little. All right. I'll bring us. Sorry, guys. I got to close out the chat so I can read our numbers. Uh, can I make it bigger? Oh, I'll just make it big on my phone. Hang on. Okay. It'll be fine. I got it. So in this scenario, you're not paying yourself a wage to take care of the, the parents. You are just breeding a mom to one quarter of dad's feed bill because he would be paired to four animals. There is a spot where it says 100%. You could probably put it at 200 because I'm not, I'm, if anybody's watching on their phone, they're not going to be able to see this because I have it on my laptop and it's too little. Mm. Nope. Nope. Down. Nope. Yeah. That'll work too. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> We'd figured it out. So this is Cold Blooded Cafe. This is frozen. It's kind of the most expensive. I gave it a cash ass feeding schedule. It's not like super intense or super light, sort of in between. And if your average clutch size is seven eggs, it should cost you just for food $41 to make a ball python. But it, you don't just buy food, right? You buy some other stuff. And you need to buy stuff to sell the snakes too so i just guessed and these are like rough guesses so including feeding holdbacks and feeding non-breeding adults is about 26 dollars per egg if you had uh 292 eggs produced no wait the number of eggs is 171 because you had this is like an ars rack so 35 females five males 
70 percent go i'm like who's making 200 eggs in here (laughs) i had 25 flushes that i didn't make this all made sense in my head but okay uh, no it makes sense now okay so and obviously this number is crazy too but this number so you you get a like a a cost per snake to make of $68. And this number could be way lower if you read your own. Way lower. Like half. Read your okay. own. Your own rats. Yes. I'm following you. Keep going. So I I think what Sean is saying is this, if you sold a snake for $100 and it costs you $68 to make it, you're making a profit, but you're not paying yourself a wage. Certainly not a livable wage. <laughs> so, like, I have a little, like, this is a normal human in the USA. So how many snakes, and this is all active so we can change it. How many snakes at $400 profit minus tax is your take home in this one ARS rack, right? So in this one ARS rack, if the average sale price is $400, you can take home 40000 after tax and after expenses, even paying expensive rodent costs. So that doesn't like take care of rando American, but it probably takes care of someone who has like a, a partner who has a job. A supplemental so income. So doesn't that sound kind of like it, it works? Yeah, it does sound like it works. It starts to like not work when it's like $150. No. This is why you want to be breeding like visual clowns, visual pies, double heads. Although double heads don't matter in the pet industry, but. Right. But it's not that intensive a pairing to get an average per egg price that's like this. So you have like one holdback that's like the best. You sell like one good one. You have a couple of middling ones and like a pet one. That's not that great. It's very easy to hit an average price of around four to five hundred. Yes. If some of your stuff is kind of good, not even great, not cutting edge. So like I did calculate you need 221 eggs, which is more eggs than that rack would produce. So your expenses would go up to get 51,000, which is like a normal Humi. Mm-hmm. Obviously where you live is different, but that's not insane. I feel like you could make a full-time business breeding ball pythons with the right mix of morphs and the ability to sell to the pet level, the like, intro breeder level and a little bit of high end you don't necessarily need to go high end that'd be great but you don't have to yeah d's ball said he wants to see the average at 750 okay is that your average d's balls no he just says 750 or 2500 what it does if you're in the more high-end projects so 750 is 81,000 per ars 5540 that would be like average per egg of a seven egg clutch correct 2500 would be bank. Bank, bitches. Your daddy money. <laughs> it's 292 for the Bank gets you all the lower body shots you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! No, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so what we're saying is go home and sell all those single gene feed. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. The market's no. terrible for breeders right now. What I'm saying is if you can sell the snake for more than it costs to make, it's just a matter of like numbers. So this is corn snakes, which everyone's like, no one can make money in corn snakes. It That's costs my even reason for not getting into it. Well, it costs even less to make a corn snake. I okay. estimated $17 to make a corn snake. What? And so that's comparable to the $68 of a ball python? 
Right. They eat stuff Damn, that's extremely bitches. cheap and they don't cost a lot to hold. So if you just sold corn snakes for $150 after producing them for $17, that's not breeding your own, which if you bred your own rats, the cost of making a corn snake would probably be like $5. Jeez. But it would take one ARS rack to make the same wage as the as the ball python rack. But you'd it's, also have to sell twice as many babies. Um... You'd have to have a market for twenty. It's four twenty versus one seventy one. So yes, Yikes. but so like I this wanna, is a higher. I want to touch... make less babies. Not this is a higher babies. touch situation because the yes. cost is less. Okay. But corn snakes are really easy to wholesale. <laughs> she does right? miss us. She misses us every day. She has dreams about it. Wait, wh- wh- which one? Are you... These balls, he's saying 420. You miss the Pacific Northwest. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I miss um, people that are normal, which sounds weird. <laughs> I'm just like, everyone assumes you're like, I don't know, a racist piece of shit everywhere you go. They're like, yeah, I'm fucking. They drink their natty light, and then you're like, oh, God, I got to go. Help. Yeah. So I stay in the house. Yeah, Will's Hella Heat said that he got rid of his low-end stuff to avoid making low-end animals that cost the same to make as high-end stuff. Yes. A $10,000 snake costs the same to make as a $20 snake. But you also have to remember your own personal investment in that because we're not factoring any of that in. No, not at all. Because once... Obviously, it's worth it. And we're not saying don't do that or that it's wrong. That's absolutely right. We're just saying for those who haven't invested in high-end stuff, you have to also consider and think about, do you have the money to invest? And that's why people are like, oh, it's a growing year. Because if you're spending $50,000 on high-end snakes for your breeding group for the future, you're just pouring your profit back into your business, which is fine. That's a great business model. But if you're trying to make money to pay your bills... You know what I mean? Like, we all know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to. So Aaron says, uh, I average $300 per gecko for approximately 275 geckos and make 82.5K. What I'm saying is even someone selling the pet people with a little mix of investment can still make a living wage on top of paying for their costs. But she's saying it's the the ball python industry is not a scam because you can actually make a living wage. At every level. You can make all this complication until your eyeballs bleed, even though it's so boring. And you can still be fine if you want to. And you could sell corn snakes, although yeah. it's more touch and harder, but it's fine. You just have to build your business to accommodate the expenses and the potential profit. We'll share it. It's not that good. Like it may, might sound good right now because it's um, incoherent. She'll but yeah, share it. She doesn't realize that it's awesome. I'll make sure <laughs> she does. Yeah. And, and there's so much personal satisfaction and like working like a high-end project where you're working on it like that's why most people want to spend money on more expensive snakes not not like oh i need to like increase my percent although that might be part of it they just want to see what it looks like together and they like it you know that's cool too um yeah it's dylan right these balls that's dylan in tacoma yeah okay We should totally get together. I'd love to see your collection. And that is not a euphemism. I actually want to see your your reptile snakes. <laughs> um, and then he says, 
but the kitty in the background looks like it wants to scratch his eyes out. No, that's the hang. No, in this is kitty. the hang in there, kitty. It is the hang in there, kitty. Like I'm like I know that. Oh, that's girls. I bought it because I thought everyone was being a downer last week, and I was like, right, right. Everybody all need to, to like, hang in there. No, this think is the about kitty. why you're in the industry and why you like it, and even if you have to like lose a little money on some twenty dollars snakes, that could be a good customer or a good future person. That's fine. You will have made profit on any snake, any ball python that you sell for more than $68. Right. Sounds like um, easy breezy to me. For sure. Dylan, are you still doing your podcast? If you get real cynical, the whole thing is a pyramid scheme. So what she's trying to say is it does not fit the like educational require or like the description descriptive requirements for it be, being a pyramid scheme because a pyramid scheme is a scam in which the lower people lose out on everything and the upper people get out before they lose out on everything and that's not what the ball python industry is it looks very much like a pyramid scheme it looks very yeah. much like a multi-level marketing but what she's saying is that those things are often designed to siphon the money from the lowers to give the money to the uppers Whereas this industry, if you build yourself into the uppers, yes, you're selling to the lowers to make your profit, but you're not stealing their right. profit. And they aren't giving every you time you sell to a pet person, no matter the price point, you haven't stolen anything. You found the commodity price for that snake. They're right. not speculating on it like you are when you go buy like a morph. You're like, I think I can combo this and make a cool thing out of it. You have found the commodity price. You have found the like price of a cow at an auction when you find place it into a non-breeding pet home so that's why i like i encourage people to do that those are great placements they don't compete with you it is a hard sale pet people are confused about why they're here they don't know where they are <laughs> but those are like my favorite sales because they're right. the most supportive to the whole industry that's clean money coming in uh, Gen Z on proper royals. I'll just, just say it. He was like, I couldn't buy my new high end stuff this year until I made my bell sales for the year because the high end Correct. stuff wasn't moving. Correct. So that was money outside of the hobby came in, allowed him to buy from someone else, which allows them to buy from someone else and move their projects Correct. along. Yeah, so that's that outside money, money we should us all going. We should still chase it. Is what I'm saying. You don't always yeah, have to all go all high end. Make from um, reptile shows. That's all pet money. Yeah. Uh, and then Lisa says, what about trades? Do ball python people do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you have For three sure. multi-gene double hat pides and your buddy has multi-gene hat pides because you're in the same process, a lot of people will be like, you get your favorite, I'll keep my favorite, and then we'll swap our second favorites to each other. And then you've added genes and diversified both of your projects. Or you could be like, I have these three snakes I don't really want. And you have this really nice snake that you want. Oh and my some God. people are happy with that. This is funny. Read it, Jana. I want an OD clown pied cow. That sounds like a cool ass cow. I want to name her Betsy. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Because <laughs> I just referred to like the commodity price of a cow. Oh, oh uh, right. Okay. Because cow, you know, like a like a cow calf operation takes their calves to the market once a year. Nobody cares how many hours he was like working on fencing or whatever. Right, 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 he right. just takes them to auction. A, a calf buyer buys them. He gets a check for thirty to seventy thousand dollars, and he hopes that was enough to cover his expenses for the year. So yeah. the people are like, "Well, I'm not getting valued enough because I only I sold some of these for twenty. Listen, 
it's it's about the aggregate of all income to all whatever. So like, don't fret the whatever. I just think it it people shouldn't target their entire breeding production to just pet people because then that you know you're it's and a high what touch. the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's high touch. Who <sighs> me? No, if all you're doing is breeding pets on purpose right. and you have no aspirations, you're not growing up something better. You're not breeding or- and saving babies for something better. If you're just breeding pet stuff and you're like, yay, I'm doing it. Please. Right. Please and your average videos, clutch, please. your average clutch. Maybe message me and like I'll get you on the right track or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. learned this my first year. Now I had babies that I had bought in like the Pied Project and the G-Stripe Project that I was growing up. And then I was learning and then I had a male prove out to be a bunch of genes that I didn't know he'd prove out to be. And I made a $2,000 snake my first year breeding. And I had thought that I was going to be in the 500 and under category the whole year. And selling that one snake was more than I had made in my other first like five clutches. And I was like, light bulb. Like I had already knew that I wanted to breed like better higher and stuff but I was like pets yay like I'm always going to be in that thousand dollar range and I love pet people and I love going to shows and connecting with those new people who have never you know touched a snake or whatever you sell a two thousand dollar snake and you're like yes that took me the same time and money and energy to produce as its sibling that's a normal that's going to go for 40 bucks so yeah I mean, you should be doing that too. <laughs> yeah, you should be doing both. But I, I just think people are like, I'm only doing high end for the rest of my life. And every part of the pyramid is necessary. You need entry level breeders. You need pets that are like nice. You need like cheap ones. You need all of them because everyone's in a different spot. You know, sometimes you need to buy like I don't know, a head DG female, I don't normal because you just right. that's what no, you're gonna I mean, do. It's fine. You should be Everything's working. Fine. Yeah, you, you should, should have be progressing. Goals. Yes. Your goals in five years should not be to be producing the most bells in the Pacific Northwest. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings or the most, you know, <laughs> single gene pies in the Northwest. Like don't don't make that your goal. Um, RN, have you calculated the price that it costs you to produce to a make a crescent gecko? Um in that question. range and how much it including how much it costs to feed them for six months. Right. Because that's how you want to figure out if you're actually making the money. And then you have to figure out if you're making enough to pay yourself for that time. Because yes, we can all make money. We can all profit and be bringing in more than we're putting out. But you have to also remember your time. So like when we did our rat episode, Jessica lays it all out. Um, Is it worth it to breed your own rats? And yes, for the money going out and the money coming in, it on paper, it is 100% worth it. But mm-hmm. Jessica has a master's degree and she's like, I'm paying myself. What was it? I can't even remember. It was like $7 an hour to clean rat shit. I which pay- you can go down to McDee's in Washington <laughs> right. and make $15 an hour right. flipping burgers. So did you really make money or didn't you? And so that's right. Unless you don't want to work at McDonald's and it doesn't matter. Right. I worked at McDonald's when I was 16. Ooh, that's some scary shit. RN <laughs> says food that they think the cost to produce the gecko, like food wise, for is 20 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. Then you're doing fantastic. Keep it up. Yeah. One to two right. dollars. Like she's so like if a- you want a high touch business, as long as you're making money and you want to touch that many customers and that and make do the labor of that many animals. I, don't I just don't think it matters. Now. And I think people who say like the whole system's collapsing today. 
I think they're wrong. I I I I am genuinely happy to buy snakes still. I I'm happy to breed them. It's just like, do you want a ton of low end coming into next year? Maybe not. You want to have stuff that you know is fulfilling to you, is a good high end project, and you're happy to sit on for six months to get the price because you like it and it's worth keeping. That's just what I think yeah, for this coming yeah. year. I'm trying to produce less and make the similar or more amount because I'm in school full time and taking care of, well, it was my full-time job before and taking care of 250 snakes when you're a full-time parent and a full-time snake breeder is fine. But when you're doing 15 credits and you're a single parent now, and you're also trying to have a podcast and run a business and go to shows and do all this thing, 250 snakes becomes, I mean, their quality of care goes down a great deal because Oh, they're fine. They're in their tubs. Right. You know, that's not the kind of ethics or um, snake care that I want to give my animals. And so I want like 10,000 snakes. Does that make me a bad person? <sighs> no, because this is your full time career. Right. I, I dedicate it gets, a full shipping. You know, almost all of your attention. And you're also, I mean, you also have a kid, but they're in school now. So it can get more of your attention. And kids so that's completely fine and ethical. Kids in school. <laughs> kids in school Woo! this week's half uh, that sucks. anyway yeah and 2d3 is correct like you can make pets doing a pairing so that's why like you this can make was like an, it, uh, an up, ideal up, up, scenario right yeah you gotta scroll over like, there you go you're making stuff for you you're making this is her layout of one clutch if you made some accidental extras for 100 or 200 dollars that's your pet price and it's still more than 68 dollars but your average is still fine you're doing fine you're on target to make enough money i mean 2500 is pretty good i just don't know if we have to be like if you're not doing this you're a bad person fuck you we shouldn't be encouraging to hang in there all the little kitties in the pool i think <laughs> oh and chris chimes in jessica does most of the work true i better lay about husband is still in bed that's not what i said chris and we love you chris, chris does a lot of work he does a fucking ton stuff. and he is serving his country and keeping us all safe uh he's in the air force and he keeps the lights on while she plays with her snakes which <laughs> sounds really messed up uh. um, <laughs> I don't Listen, know how to put that differently. I'm sorry. That just fell out of my mouth. And then that's I was like, the that's real really scam, dirty. scam around here is that I that's managed to dirty. trick someone into letting me run around the garage with. I know you guys are all asking for me to make blowjob sounds, but apparently somebody's got it uh, clinched in over there. <laughs> I think he's just gullible. You know, I just um... talked his ears off. And he's like, fuck, bitch, shut up. I'll marry you, I guess. <laughs> she does let him have really cool cars. Does yeah. he have a new one yet or? No. We did buy a new car, but it, he... No, no, no. I mean a Project Fun man car. Oh, no. Still just a Viper. Okay. That was enough of that shit. I'm just saying, I, I'm i I'm holding. These are diamond hands, right? Or hodling, right? I, I think it's fine. Snakes are great pets. They're so much better than most other pets. You want a bearded really dragon? Fuck are so, so much, much work god geckos Not, and snakes bearded dragons are adorable are but that's at. like that's the most diva pet in the yeah, they are adorable i'm just saying it's too much work they're like, literally like, a child there is much work and as much money as a fucking child <laughs> okay jana how did you do at the show let's talk about that 
first quickly since it came up in the chat. Um, Hang on, I just have to get back to our show notes. Um, so is it okay if I break it down? Is that going to offend anybody? I, whatever. I don't know. You. Just do whatever you got. Um, so for the show, I did 2300 in sales. And you have to remember, guys, that my kid is at my table doing business with me. And I haven't broken down how much of that's mine and how much of that's hers. But the, the kid cleans up. <laughs> Let's just say if, if she uh, ever insisted that I give her the full profit, I'd be a broke bitch. That's, that's all I'm saying. So um, she does really well at shows. Most of the time she outsells me, especially in the current market. Outsells but I also, you? It's like total dollar amount? Dollar amount. Chris Hare, you're out. listening. He wouldn't let me buy from Alibaba. I was going to wear like, you know, 10,000 bracelets or something he's like no you're dumb and i'm like i'll just put them on the side i won't even do like a kid's corner I'll just be like no i'm telling yeah. you chris it is half my profits every show yeah chris yeah yeah, yeah. okay keep going. oh Sorry. and you can bring your kid and you can just stand there and be obnoxious and people love it anyway you can so hug people yeah he can hug oh my gosh he would be like i love you oh i would buy everything you had he's so cute anyway so 2300 in sales of the show i had already brokered a deal to sell a group a breeding group and so I got the second half of my payment for that, which was $2,500. And then I wholesaled $500 worth of animals. So I made five-ish K this weekend. Um, so take that as you will. Some people be like, that doesn't count. That was wholesale or that was a prepaid sale. But this weekend I brought home, what, 5,300? So you know, I also didn't tell you how much my hotel costs and how much I drove or whatever that. But I consider this weekend a $5,000 profit weekend, which is the same that I did in Spokane. And if I can keep doing that, then I can keep going to college. $500 and... profit or $500. How much of that was resold inventory? I keep asking you that because it's important. Because if you spent $500 on it and you sold it to the show for $400, on that line item, you technically lost money, even though you cash flowed again. So the group... Of highways, I did not produce. Okay. Do you think you, with the original purchase price, I mean, you obviously didn't calculate it, and like estimated food costs sold them for more than you bought them for, about what they, you, so you if you're had taking into cost them. for what you have into them, but also what you've gotten out of them, like babies, do you take into account the babies that they've given you? Because I do when I do my lines. So, no, because the, the, if if you spent five hundred dollars on a snake and sold it two years later for two hundred dollars, that's technically a depreciable loss on your taxes for just that animal. So, like in your mind, if you're like being like, "I bought this," you can actually take that loss as a depreciation if you're keeping track of the right. But if you bought the, the baby, price. if you bought it as a baby and you grew it up to adult size and you paid three hundred as which is the baby price, and you sold it at the adult price, which is like a thousand dollars. Even if you fed it for two years, you're still in the, the green. Right. You couldn't take that as a depreciation. I'm just asking, like, were there animals that you lost money on on that animal? Not if it ever bred. No. Not okay. if you're not, even if you're not counting breeding, I did not lose any money. Okay. That's all. Because some I people made, are like, I made, made $5,000 this weekend, but they were just reselling stuff they bought last year. And they maybe sold a little bit more expensive because it's older, but it's. So the only they thing just that got I sold, their $5,000 back. Right. The only thing that I sold that I did not produce myself was my highway breed group. 
And I came out ahead <coughs> in that sale because I had several members of that breed group that I had bought as babies and they are now, they were now selling as like adult price. Um, so I did not lose money. Too soon, Kaiju Constrictors. I still cry every time I watch that docuseries about Herbalife ruining people's lives. It, if it's ruining your life, you shouldn't be doing it. Like if it's so hard to get in or it costs too much or you don't have the time to take care of animals. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I need to, the plastic crap that we're talking about, the kids stuff. I need to quit talking oh. about how much money I make on it because at this show, there were so many people that just had a couple crap? of plastic craps next to their snakes because apparently they're listening. You know, I'm talking to you, powerhouse. Oh. <laughs> Don't think I didn't see that. <laughs> well, people need to start selling things that they make themselves or that they have someone in China make for them. Like, yeah, custom I mean, for sure. Or 3D prints or whatever, like custom. The, oh, they're in a 3D printing station now and they run the 3D printer at the show. It's fucking cool. And they make like jointed snakes, like like a skeletal snake, but it doesn't look like a skeleton, but it's 3D printed. So it's like all linked together. It's badass i'm like i need to get into that also my child is like we need to get a cotton candy machine and i'm like i thought vendors couldn't sell food anymore at that show because the concessions people were mad didn't you have like chocolate candy bars on your right table? and jeff sent out the most recent email he's like you can't give out free candy or sell chocolates because it's competing with the concessions and they asked us not to no i didn't read that one i'll have to i ask. swear to god jeff someone check oh i do uh, take imitation i was literally just giving powerhouse a rib <laughs> we're, we're good friends and if my feelings are not hurt and i i think he knows that like i was just he had uh my kid it was her idea to bring snake slap bracelets to the show and she sells out every show and Why? we were chatting as i walked the kids back. like slap bracelets with little snake heads on them. They're okay. freaking adorable. And we sell okay. out every show. Anyway, he had some on his table. And so I thought I'd rib him publicly. Just just for funsies. Like, we're, we're totally cool. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, it's it's not a big deal. Um, but, yeah. It's... Our shows are doing fine, in my opinion. Like, it made it worth mm -hmm. my while to be there for the weekend. Even if you don't count. Even if you no, say... No, I, I count it because, like, you wanted to move it. And so you needed to move it's fine right it's fine i just mean like everything else that i sold on my table i produced and so um i'm i'm really happy with that i am not sad about that at all it paid for my weekend it paid for my next semester of school we're good plus i you have didn't stuff that immediately I'm go out and buy a hypo puzzle i did there not immediately go out and buy hypo a hypo puzzle <laughs> um, but i am putting it all in my savings account and then um this show i don't have to pay to state taxes but i need to go and look at how much I owe. Um, and then if there's enough, because I wanted to get my bank account back to a certain number, if there's enough, then I am going to look at getting some kiki? snakes. I don't know. We'll see. Not a kiki? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see All how much right. money I made. Wow. Um, ignoring the highway group, did you think like that a certain percentage were pets or mid tier or high tier or was all pets? And ignoring obviously the toys. Everything I sold, uh, with the exception of two females that I sold, um, went to pet people or pet people with aspirations, aspirations of breeding. You know, the people who are like, oh, it's het pied, and it's a right. male and it's like yellow belly pastel het pied, and they're like, 
ooh, he's going to make beautiful babies, but they don't have a female pied or anything. You know, like the people who are just starting to get there, but they're not quite doing it right yet. Right. Um, so I consider those pets. <laughs> but if you technically want to call they're they're probably calling themselves like future breeders. But um, and they could be. They'll just and they absolutely out. like I started right. off doing it wrong. I'm not saying that that that's not a process we have all experienced because I definitely mm -hmm. have. But um, I would say they were all pet, and then the ones that I wholesaled will go to a pet store. So um, I didn't see a lot of vendors shopping or they did. And then they were hemming and hawing and they were waiting to do more sales. And then they didn't come back. Cause um, I don't think that many people did above what I did. Like the 2,300. They didn't have was... a ton of extra money. So they weren't like running around in the show to buy something else. Yeah. Unless your powerhouse who won the freaking, like, what is it? 50, 50. What did you do? Dirt bag. The USR 50, 50. Oh, Oh, now he's rich. What now he's rich. Yeah, like jerk. Anyway, um, and so like I don't feel like there was a lot of trading happening, but I wasn't looking to bring home any more snakes. So I, I don't know. I wasn't doing that. Although I did bring home, I did bring home animals, and I never do. I'm usually like so freaking good. What did you bring animals. home? I brought home a hog nose, and I am obsessed with her. But she's not mine. She's my kids. I've been promising her hog nose for like two years and she's been working her ass off. And um, Did she buy it with her show proceeds? With show money, for sure. Okay. Um, and so I normally pay her because she doesn't like to reinvest. She just wants money. And so after the first show, she decided not to. So she had to pay me back for what I had invested into her product because I made her break it down like a, a real business. And I was like, this is how much money it costs to get your setup and to get all your product. And if you, you know, you have to pay me back for that. Plus you need to take part of your profit. And I was like, you should put 50% of your profit back in to buy more product. And she was like, bitch, I'm holding, you know, <laughs> it was like 250 bucks, which is the most a 10 year old, you know, my 10 year old had ever held in her hand. And it was all in like ones and freaking I mean, it was like this big of a stack yeah it'd be like orgasmic like, probably she's like whatever i'm buying myself that high-tech tablet that you wouldn't buy me <laughs> and i'm like okay well if you don't reinvest she was like i was like i'm gonna reinvest what you gave me to pay for my initial investment and we had split the profits or something i can't remember and i was like i'm putting all that money back into the business rather than giving it back to myself so i've been the one that's reinvesting in her product and so um, she only gets like a percentage of it now, which is fine because I keep all her money. <laughs> totally ripping my kid off. Is this slave labor? Probably. Anyway. Um, I won't tell. And so after it. the last show, she was like, I would like to take my profits and reinvest so that I could get a larger percentage. And I was like, there you go. Now you're seeing it. Now you're okay. understanding how business works. And so I think when she's like a little older, like 12 or 13, that I might like completely give it back to her because. A, it was her idea, and B, she's the one that works that side of my booth. I don't. But 10 is a, is a little bit young to really understand that, like, that girl could pay for her college doing that. Yeah. I mean, yes. like, if we were putting it in a bank account for her for later, like, not a lot of kids at 10 years old have the opportunity to rake in $1,000 at six or seven shows a year. And she does at least that every show. It's crazy. And so for now... I mean, once she starts reinvesting, I will absolutely let her have her own profits. But yeah, I don't know if I would give a kid five hundred dollars. Just feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like that they're kind of spending on candy. Just well, like she asked if she could buy thirty pounds of candy on Amazon. She like googled it. Right. Where could I buy the most ca candy in like bulk 
30 pound bags came up and I was like, bitch, please. I know. And she was like, but I need a candy stash. And I'm like, do you? Unless you're paying for um, your diabetes medicine <laughs> and know. your dentist's costs and she's due for braces. Like, I'm like, girl, no. Anyway, so she bought herself a new tablet, which she kind of needed. And so now I can't buy her that for Christmas. But hey, if she wants to buy her own technology, kids go through tablets like air. Like I have to get new ones for them like every two years. Double All junior. the hog noses. She does want to be a hog nose breeder. Junior. What? She's a junior, junior. I don't know. You don't get it. Uh-uh. Jeff Galewood is Jeff Galewood Jr. So if she's a baby Jeff, she's a junior, junior. All right. I'll, I'll take okay. that. I mean, I just think that it's just nothing but positive for her to be experiencing this. And yeah. I didn't have that kind of an opportunity where I could like have someone that knew about business. Instead of being tortured at like McDonald's or Arby's or something. <sighs> right. So she, um, she did that. She does want to be a hognose breeder, but um, the projects that she's interested in and the snakes that she's been begging me to buy for the last two years are all over 2500 because she's really into the she lavender better save up. And that's what I was trying to tell her. I was like, I will spend this much money on a snake. And if anything above that, I was like, you're welcome to spend your own money because she does have like hundreds of dollars. Sometimes she takes it to school and I'm like, you're an idiot. You're going to, I'm not replacing money that your friends (laughs) steal. Like you're dumb. But there was like a book fair and she wanted to buy some books because she's really into books. And anyway, this is like way off topic, but girl makes some money and it's really cool to watch. And she should buy some hog noses. Oh my gosh. So she picked up this hog nose, right? Mm -hmm. And it immediately played dead. The full Monty, like you see on YouTube, with like the eh, like flipped over and the face was flat. Oh my gosh, she was so cute. And I just was like instantly in love and like trying to play it cool, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, that's cute. And I'm inside, I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Anyway, she was like, Mom, this snake is mine and her name is Pancake. And I was like, yes, she is. Okay. And I'm glad you finally got another colubrid. Yes. They aren't the easiest snakes in the world to breed they're easy to keep. i have zero plans to breed and you guys can all make me eat my words in two years or whatever but yeah she's zero, totally breeding them tonight zero she's a baby and i did get a, the um, person that i bought her for was like you're a breeder i won't sell you a male you need to buy a female you're like you know better and i was like no this is just a pet i'm not gonna be breeding them and, and they're just like okay Jana. <laughs> okay that's cute here drunk. yeah <laughs> You're drunk. Get out. You know, but uh, there's no reason not to buy a female anyway, because your kid might hate your guts when she's 14 or something and be like, I don't want this. And you're like, I don't want to breed it either. But at least it it could have some utility at that. point. Yeah. I mean, they were they were very smart and they were like, you want a female and let me get you one that's got at least got a head, you know, like. And so it's a conda head albino. And like, I didn't care, but she's so cute. And I didn't think I was going to like her, but. Why wouldn't you like it? Oh my gosh, I love her. I am more obsessed than my child, and she is the cutest thing. If you have not held a hognose in real life, I may have died. It was the best experience I've ever had. <laughs> anyway, and then my middle child is isopod obsessed, and she has a bioactive with all her little isopod buddies in it. And I told her, you know that your pet tank can also have other pets in it besides the isopods. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you know that this is an empty tank 
with bugs in it, right? And she, I mean, she names all her little isopods and she can tell them apart. Like all her little milky cows have their own names. She's adorable. So we got her some frogs and they are fun too. Oh my gosh, they're so much fun. Like, what kind are, of like, frogs? Don't do that. They're dart frogs. Um, I'd have to look up. Okay. Like blue cobalt or something. They're really cool. From Josh's frogs? From Josh's frogs, yep. Right. Yeah, well, I'm glad she's expanded her horizons. Um, I'm totally going to jack her hog nose. <laughs> I think maybe, I mean, ball pythons I, I still fine and cool, but always in the end, everyone, except for Justin, like singularly, it has other stuff too, and it's fine. That's fine. That puts less pressure on the ball python market to be the peakiest pyramid, and you can have fun with whatever. So I mean, I, I do want to expand to other breeds. I just, I've heard that hog noses aren't the easiest. Right. We'll do something else. Yeah. They're so cute. Whatever you want, whatever you're saying. And you can do hogs too. It just, all, all snakes are cool and all lizards are cool. Just lizards take more work. <laughs> so fuck it. All right, Jana. I think we did that part. Sorry, it's guys. That was 10. way too long. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I got excited. A little bit of retrospective because this is our like, technically our one year anniversary wow oh, we should have said at the beginning yeah sorry guys know, it's our I one just... year anniversary it's episode 53 that means that we've done 53 weeks of episodes ish ish right i think our first episode last year came out like november 3rd so in terms of like hitting right but we recorded it at this time of the right. year and um we we did it we made it a whole year we hit our goal our goal was 52 in a year and we did that I don't know how it was all because of Jessica <laughs> dragging me to the plate every week. Now she doesn't have to drag. Do you get more sleep now that you don't have to worry that I'm going to show up? Or do you still? <sighs> yeah. Kind there was of a worry? time there where I was pretty sure you were going to leave to oh, be really? honest. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sorry. you were doing personal stuff. So like, I'm not blaming you. She I doesn't just blame me guys. The band's not breaking up yet. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, we have some stuff on here. You want to go first since I've been talking for like 30 minutes straight? Uh, uh, okay. My favorite episode was the Joe episode, which I would know. make me him my favorite guest, yeah, also by that default. Was pretty, that was pretty awesome. Um, like, so I wrote down my favorite episode and my favorite interview. Okay. What's your favorite episode? Hang on. I'm looking at my notes, people. Don't hate. Uh, thank you, Will Tellheat. Yeah, we, I, we're like just literally just fucking around, and I appreciate anybody who wants to hear us fuck around. And I, uh, hopefully, we help people a little bit sometime. Either be happier or more confident or take care of their snakes better. That's all I want my whole life oh morph mechanics is here too we're getting oh, all the local people <laughs> wow we're getting some love that's so awesome thank you you guys like a bunch of the guys in here are, are from from our our show you know like the people who've ended our are show you the cool kid at the show yet or no um stone age came up to me and was like hey it's our famous girl and i was like <laughs> like literally looked around and i was like are you talking to me <laughs> i know who are you talking to <laughs> i was like literally like who am I standing next to that's famous? And I was like looking around <laughs> for somebody famous. And he started laughing. He was like, I'm, you, you know, you have a podcast and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And 
he's like, we haven't been formally introduced because I knew him online. I just didn't know him by his face. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. And I was like, but why am I famous? <laughs> and he just laughed and walked away. And I was like super confused because, guys, I'm not famous. I'm somebody else told somebody else that I was a big deal in the industry. And I laughed until I almost peed my pants. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I thank you, you for thinking that. that those moments. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like super sweet and from a sweet place it wasn't like but it was like oh oh I'm not I'm not anybody you guys but that's adorable that you think that and I appreciate it and please come up to the show and talk to me but Jessica and I are not famous okay mm -mm. so my favorite interview infamous, maybe what infamous wanna... maybe yeah maybe if maybe if I win six and the fat man if you vote for me vote for me vote um, for we'll be putting links and stuff below when it comes out in two weeks or gray family snakes or gray family snakes if i voted for gray family too. snakes and you would you be mad at me can't yes. you vote once a day okay i guess vote for jana super, super mad no just vote for me okay. love you love you Lori. you're beautiful vote for i me. know okay um so my favorite interview would have to have been obviously everyone knows chris eaton and i'm not just saying that because i'm on his contest because he doesn't have any control over his contest um mm -hmm. i will never be able to trust any of your opinions from now on because you're uh because I'm until, biased. until the contest, the, is, the over. contest is over. Literally, he has nothing to do with the contest other than he's hosting it. But so yeah, I guess why. he doesn't have like the tiebreaker vote anymore. So right. He's, so he's you're out of it. The reason that was your favorite episode is because he's the reason that you started this podcast. He's what you modeled the podcast after. You no, really it's not. It's not. Oh, you did it after. I'm so sorry. I'm talking like... about. I'm talking about your favorite episode your interview right show. i didn't model it after him because he's an interview show i modeled it after like paleo view or like hello internet oh, but okay. he's just like his like ethical center or whatever resonates with me in a way that i don't i, I can like any podcast but there was just something about him that he was my favorite does that yeah, make any sense yeah no and so it was Sorry. a big deal for us to interview him like he was like on your to-do list <sighs> yeah and i needed the, the catharsis because he left and then i was like <laughs> like what happened afterwards where's the rest of the story right because that's it's more about the relationship the parasocial relationship right it's not a real relationship but you have like an imagined relationship like you guys have when an imagined listen. relationship with us that you think that we're all sitting around having coffee and we're besties which we totally would be but you're not actually and sitting are, here and we don't actually. actually know you very well so well some of you i guess the guys and the and people in the right circuit, that, yeah totally that's sort of them, almost different that's totally different we actually are friends but listen so chris eaton we got a message I think I got one and I think you got one or maybe you got one and you sent it to me and I was like, shut up, bitch. That didn't happen. Um, he messaged yes. us and he was like, because this is Chris Eaton episode. He messaged us and he was like, I've been listening to your show. And this is when we had like 10 people listening, right? So like we just literally were talking to each other and if 10 people showed up to listen, you know, all year, that was a win, right? And yeah. he was like, oh, I listened to it. It was so good if you want you guys i'll come on and you know like throw my weight behind you or whatever and that was a huge deal for me because i feel like up until that point i was just talking with jessica like we were just two friends talking like we had in her driveway and i mean i wanted people to listen i wanted to you know help people understand 
uh, biosecurity. I wanted people to hear two women talking about the industry. Like I, I had these wants, but I didn't have any sort of expectation of them being fulfilled. <laughs> you know, like but they were fulfilled the first day one person downloaded and, and listened to the whole thing. Maybe. I know. And I'm saying like we were doing right. it and it was fine. But in my yeah. brain, I didn't take it very seriously. Like I just thought we were two friends talking and maybe Jana needs that outside up. validation. I need outside validation. And so know, when he fine. messaged us out of the blue, like we didn't see Kim out. We didn't ask him to listen. We didn't like chase him down for an interview. No, an interview it was podcast. Shane. Turns out Shane is like Shane. the best cheerleader Shane around. Shane heard us and he's such a cheerleader for us. We love you, Shane. Yeah, so he he's, went out and he went to bat. God yeah, bless. he's he's a he's a he's a good guy. He's our buddy. He's like really good friends with Chris Eaton. And he called him up and he was like, Are you listening to these ladies? They're actually pretty good. And so know, thank you, Shane. I don't know why. He, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why he likes him us. one day so badly. <laughs> I don't know how we don't disappoint him on the daily. But anyway, oh Shane hooked us up and then he listened and he messaged us and I, I was so excited you know and there's some people in my life that were like oh he just wants to come on your pad- podcast because you got big boobs and it's like at the time you know maybe it was fine I guess I never even showed my boobs because it made my ex really uncomfortable so I they were always covered before this and I don't even know if I had announced on the show yet that I was separated and getting a divorce. And so he didn't even, he didn't even know I was single. Jessica's very married and very not interested. You know, like so married. people who were like, oh, he's just coming on because you're hot and have big boobs. Well, thank you, because I do and I am. But at the time, like my ex is very conservative. So right. Hello. And we weren't Hello, doing video everyone. anyway. It was all um, audio. So it was all audio. So it's not it. like he was getting an eyeful of my boobs. I do that now because I don't have to respect my husband because he's been kicked out. Um, mm-hmm. And they're my boobs. If I want to show them to the world, I get to. So um, I just, that really hurt my feelings. I feel like that was something we really earned as that people should be listening to us. People should be enjoying it because I listen mm-hmm. to every single episode we do, even though I participate in it. And that might sound arrogant, but I enjoy it when we were doing, well, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but um, anyway. And so that episode really made me feel like the, all the work that we had put in really did matter. And even though I knew that it was the validated that, like you said, I need outside validation, I guess. But in my brain, I was like, what we're doing, people are eventually going to hear us. And that was the first time that I had realized that because up until that point, I felt like, free the boobies yeah no literally for 15 years the boobies were put away so um they sad actually they hardly ever get put away now you're welcome guys um and and so for me that was a turning point for me because it's like jessica she drags me along let's let's all say it we all know i'm the dead weight and she has literally got me by the hair and she's dragging me along kicking and screaming while she does all the work. And up until that point, I was showing up because I love Jessica, mm-hmm. not because Thank I love the podcast or not because I thought we were going to make this huge difference. I wanted to tell my story. I wanted to tell my Nido story. I wanted to put the information out there, but I had no expectation anytime soon that anyone would be listening. And that was the moment that I realized that my perspective was wrong. And that was the moment that I realized people are listening. People are going to listen and like we need to keep doing what we were doing like that it mattered and that it really mattered to me and so 
Oh yeah, totally happy reason to be divorced. I, I could go on for hours. That's like a whole nother episode. But um, the divorce is welcome and wanted and you guys are enjoying the, <laughs> the seeds of that. So that episode was really changing for me. Not even that it was Chris Eaton. And I mean, it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. It was also one of the first episodes after I'd split up with my husband that I felt like I could really be myself. Even Jessica mm-hmm. was like, Jana, you got to reel it in. Got to reel yeah. it in a little, you know, because I was like. Everyone knows who Amy Schumer is, right? In the chat. I, I We had like the Amy Schumer talk. It's like, how much is too much? And is that enough? And is that okay? And yeah, she listen, had to tell me. Like, I'm Jana, aware. I'm aware that you're like coming out of a like a <laughs> I cage. don't know how much Amy Schumer's the correct amount. Right. And know. she was like, girl, <laughs> you cannot fuck the whole audience <laughs> while we were doing a podcast. But I mean, for she, me, you can probably if you want to try. It depends on how many probably, people are in the chat, right? Um, but for me, that episode like was really transformative to me because I was in a really transformative place. You know, I, my ex had moved out and um i felt like we were finally being heard and recognized for the work that we had been doing and i felt like i was mm-hmm. coming in more to myself and i had my boobs out and i had makeup on my ex hated makeup too and um i don't know it was just like a really important am i your me. ex are you my ex let's get meta here you're you mean like personality wise yeah, or something like oh that. absolutely like a weird substitute for your ex is absolutely. this what's happening right now yes all right let's get married it's fine. I'll Except for that you wouldn't make me put my boobs away and you would actually fuck No, me. yeah, I think all women are beautiful no matter what amount of boobs they want. Yeah, if Jessica display. and I hooked up, we would have a lot of sex. So mm-hmm. I think that it would be, you're like an upgrade, but yes, you have the same personality as my husband. It all makes sense now. Except for that you're not an asshole. Except for <laughs> I am and I am kind of. Yeah, like... you kind of are. <laughs> I love you, what though. Are you I love you, darling. Um, And so for me, the point in time that we did that episode and the significance it had to me in my brain and how I thought of what we were doing was very impactful. I feel like at that point, that's when I started really driving you nuts. And you may have equated that to my friendship with Chris Eaton, but it really was like me coming into my own and me realizing like this actually matters to me. And like I had just been letting it be your thing and wanting it to be our thing. And I mean, we're still elbowing that out behind the scenes, but like that's when I like actually showed up and really started caring, even though it was really annoying to you. Like that for me as well. It wasn't I was, annoying. Like, it's just like a, a, a really big growing, change. growing pains process where it's like, I right. don't care what percent you want to dictate behind the scenes. It's just like, how do we manage that? And that's right. why like, I don't know. You watched uh reptiles unplugged where like MJ and Dave Levison are like, having a very live like discussion about it is the other one not asking enough just questions or whatever you can tell there's like a conflict of style when he was interviewing justin and it's fine like obviously two people have different ways of interviewing and different ways of like broaching the next topic and one wants to take a break and talk and chat it's totally natural and they just have to figure it out and we just have to keep figuring it out as people well, I mean, and if you haven't noticed by now, Jessica and I are black and white. <laughs> we could not be more different. We could mm-hmm. not be like well, further away on most most subjects. We do not agree on uh, the way. That's we do not true. We I think we agree on most subjects. It's just something. I think we, we don't come agree to on. an agreement, but I think that we're very different in how we do things. I think that we have similar like 
base ethics and base like politicals and stuff but right like if you wanted to give snakes night on purpose i don't think we would be friends so yeah. like the base things that ma actually matter the foundational the shit's the yeah, same, but it's just but like it comes out know, in like how a way. we think or whatever yes. is is different right for sure trust me i know i was married to one of you and we do not speak the same language most of the time um mm -hmm. alex says we've experienced large amounts of growth oh uh, not that kind of growth, though, Jana. Um, not this kind of growth? <laughs> yeah, I think we sucked ass for, like, 20 episodes or something. I don't think it was 20 episodes. The first five were really rough. But that's because... Episodes, we've sucked ass. We've finally hit our stride. Yeah, I don't agree with you week. there, and she keeps thinking that. But I don't, ever since that, I don't think that anymore. But Listen, nobody wants somebody's self-aggrandizing. It's all about that self-deprecation. Whatever. I am okay. amazing and you're welcome. So um, the first few episodes, so like I said, we had always just talked in Jessica's driveway and just talked and talked mm -hmm. and talked, just like we're talking to you guys now. We talk about the industry. We talk about breeders, talk about, you know, what's on YouTube or what's happening on Instagram. Literally the conversations that we have while you guys are here are conversations that we would have had anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And Jessica was like, oh, everybody would love to hear these. And I was like, <sighs> what the fuck nobody gives a fuck what two women are saying like literally and so she, she begged me for months and then we came on and then because you're recording it it becomes weird instantly so like it's like yeah. you're at college and you know it's also roommate. harder because there's like a topic and because we like picked a structure right well it's like being at college and you know your roommate slept with the same guy as you but on a different day and you oh, both fuck. know that you slept with the same guy and you're you're out having coffee in the morning and and there's just the elephant in the room and nobody wants to talk about it. Like, that's how it felt. So we were just trying to figure out our space while being recorded and while having like structured topics and knowing that people were going to listen maybe eventually in 10 years. Um, and so like the first couple of episodes, the dynamic between us was bad <laughs> because we were like elbowing each other in the face and like, where's we my space? over each other a lot. I actually edited out a lot of the talking over and there's still a lot in there. So I grew up the youngest of nine. I don't know if anybody knows this or if I've talked about it before. And if you wanted to be heard or have a say in the conversation at hand, you just talked right. all at the same time. So I can hold like four conversations at once because of this, but it drives Jessica nuts. And I used to drive my ex nuts. Villain. Am I you're, speaking from you're, experience? Your, your example about the two roommates slept with the same guy and are getting coffee is so specific it must be from experience oh i never went to college i'm just now going to college okay well you'll do this next year right and i won't be living in the dorms and i have kids oh, dang it but i totally would um no i was a really good kid like a straight lacer and then i went wild for a couple of years and then i was a straight lacer for another 15 years while I was now married. she's back to wild back to no, but just back into myself you know and it's okay, okay if i'm a little wild and a little slutty and my boobs are hanging out and i have makeup on like those are okay things and mm -hmm. i don't have to apologize for them um but for the last 15 i've been a really good girl so santa what are you bringing me <laughs> um the first few episodes was a lot of jessica talking and jana going i'm not really sure what that is that's very true. Um, and that was what our conversations were always like, is I considered her like a mentor, like not like a mentor, like tell me how to incubate eggs, but a mentor right, as no. in Jessica has such a foundational knowledge of um, 
years and years and years in the industry. She has a foundational knowledge in biology. She has a foundational knowledge in things I never even think of. That's things I never, I don't think other ball python breeders think of because you don't have to be a geneticist to do ball pythons. You don't have to have a biology base. But the fact that she does, it brings like this whole other level to being a breeder. And just even hearing mm -hmm. her describe morphs and what they look like and how they affect different things, it's very uh, Justin-esque. And I'm not saying she's Justin Kabolka, but when he looks at projects and he thinks about adding genes in, he sees them the same Whoa, way. Whoa, high does. praise. I'm serious. I choked. <laughs> you, you have that same ability to look at it and imagine what effect it's going to have. So like when you're like, Jana, don't put in she in g-stripe clown jana don't put leopard in G-Stripe well maybe clown. i'm like fantasizing that i have that but ability small town exotics just sent me a picture of a and kiki and who was right who was right people in the comments Fuck. below who do you think was Send right a pick i need a pick she was right yeah and sorry. so small town sent it to me on the dl because he was like oh jessica was right uh -oh. and uh i'm sending it to you hang on and so I mean, like things like that, that she can see that other people can't see. And um, yeah, I'm going to have to do it after the show because I can't talk in okay, yeah. at the same time. Anyway, and so we had to figure our spaces out. I'm figuring me out. I had a big change in my life and an opportunity. Like I take marriage very seriously. I take um, commitments very seriously. And so when you're in a marriage and you have kids, you try to do what you can to make it work and to not make the other person unhappy on purpose. And so, you know, if covering my boobs and not wearing makeup and not swearing made him more comfortable. I love swearing. It oh, wasn't wow. so much of my personality that I like those weren't deal breaker things. Listen, about you're myself. more fun to talk to for sure right now. Like now. <laughs> I'm a lot more fun. I was more right, very much have like a normal conversation like humans now yes we had okay conversations before but now you're more you so that's good right no i'm very we're, happy I'm this very we're happy moving with that yes it's all moving forward so mm -hmm. we're talking about the history of our podcast year in review because it's our one year anniversary um so that was my favorite interview i guess i didn't put down my favorite episode but i did put like the most popular but you said that my numbers were wrong because of the the bot yeah i don't yeah i wouldn't even worry about it like there was a it was just a bot downloading the podcast on audio only so we i can't actually tell you what like the most downloaded for this year was because the bot downloaded hundreds more times than anything else it's probably the business one intro to ball python business still even though it's the bot right but i wouldn't worry about it on youtube the number one is the corn snake one which yeah, so right now our number me. one episode on YouTube is the corn snake one, which is like, what? We're not even like, I mean, we talk about other species and we always will, but the way we connected with ball pythons. So it's interesting to me that it's the other things, although there is a decided lack of those other species on YouTube. So maybe that's why. Mm -hmm. I mean, podcasts don't do that great on YouTube anyway. If we just clipped all these into five minute segments by topic and then ported it somewhere else they would do much better but who has time for all that you know um these balls sounds like a lame no offense my ex i, I don't know useful sentences so i know what you're talking about because we were going pretty fast here so um what was one of your favorite moments over the years from any of the episodes Do you have one that stands out to you 
I didn't think of one, but share yours while I think of one. Okay, so there was a couple for me. Um, we did an episode last Thanksgiving that we named Tur Duncan. And we talked about like alternative feeding methods and feeding birds to ball pythons and colubrids. And <laughs> there's this part where we're talking and it's Thanksgiving about Thanksgiving feeding and how my kids are like, where's their Thanksgiving meal? And somehow Jessica and I came up with the like turduncan, but you like put like a mouse inside of a chick inside of a, you know, other thing and then feed it to your thing for Thanksgiving. And just like moments like that, where we're just like riffing off of each other's things and cute things like how she named the episode like turduncan comes out of it it's just super fun to look back on Thank that you, and to remember remember how that happened and have a good laugh also um before we went live and before we went video <laughs> jessica would leave easter eggs for me because we would record like three sometimes four hours of talking and she would reduce it to like two and a half so the good part the good parts and so she would cut out my ums like she even knows if she looks at a recording of us talking it looks like a penis by the way i've never told you this until this moment <laughs> see it's nuggets like these guys are getting it live like the audio file of you Literally, saying um it looks like a penis um, and so i just and have to see I this cock and breath. balls coming at me and i'm like oh let's just <laughs> she just knows she can just look at the audio without listening to it and know that's where jana said an m or an um. And so she would literally just cut those out. And she always made me sound so much smarter. And it was lovely. And also, sometimes we would go off on like really strange tangents. And I would be like, bitch, you're going to cut that out. Right. And she's like, totally. But when I the episode would drop, I would have to run, go listen to it because I never knew what she was going to leave in and what she wasn't. And I love funny. Jessica and I trust her fully. And she always did a phenomenal job. And there was never a time where I was like, you did that wrong. Well, maybe once, only one time in the whole oh, year that we've been. We've made mistakes for sure. Many <laughs> and I said mistakes. something I shouldn't and she went and took it out. So that those little Easter eggs that she would leave in for me. So when I was listening, I would just like start laughing so hard because she would leave in something so unexpected. Like one one episode, it was I was like, oh, I got to pee. Hang on. Bye. And she left that into the episode or sometimes at the very end of episodes, she would throw in just like a random clip taken completely out of context of like really weird shit and it just made me laugh so hard and she knew that I was listening waiting for it and so she was like she threw it in special just for me and I'm sure other mm -hmm. people enjoyed them as well but literally it felt like an easter egg hunt for me and yeah it's something I like miss I miss that I, really a lot we've like Pandora's box is open this is the exact way we talk normally with no uh corrections or fun so there's no like sneaking off to take a shit and then coming back and then like adding in a weird statement while that's happening it, or you Jana's know me saying i gotta air. go eat lunch but really i i've got a guy coming over for a quickie oh hang on my parents are here for some reason oh no hey i'm doing my podcast live tell them to, yeah. to bugger off um okay. so We're finishing up just those little easter eggs were always a always a pleasure and so there are things like that throughout the episodes throughout the years like if you guys are listening back or you haven't listened back they're in there and they're just so funny or like sometimes one of our kids because we used to record at night um, our husbands would take the kids to sleep and we would come out and talk till the middle of the freaking night so we were both like slurring and and, <laughs> sleepy and, and she would usually have to like cut the last like 30 minutes off because we were Oh completely God. like so tired hysterical that you guys just wouldn't want to hear anything that we haven't said but sometimes our kids would come out and there, there's a couple episodes i know one where your kid comes out and he's like i love you and it's she put it at the end of the episode 
and he would come out sometimes because he's a he's a late sleeper not like my kids so he would be awake sometimes and he would come out and he would be like i love you and he would tell me every time he saw me i love you and so she threw that in at the end of the episode and it just like makes my heart it's like so happy and then there was another time my kid came out and did she we sing like twinkle twinkle little star and then i had to go like lay back down with her and Mm -hmm. him come out like 15 minutes later and she threw that in at the end and so it was like just there's some really special things to me that probably have value to no one else that those things just make me really happy. Tana, you're hear. a real person with a life, technically. I'm a real person with a life with feelings. Um yeah, weird. Yeah, I I think it maybe it's bad, but like that's part of the the relationship of the if that could like make you make the the listeners realize that we're really trying hard and it's all edited together and cobbled weird, but there was like real people doing stuff. Well, sometimes it was like two or three days of us trying to just grab an hour together and she would cobble it all together so it sounded like we recorded at once in the very beginning like getting our schedules to match was a nightmare or getting our schedules to match and then three kids are screaming in the background raymond yeah 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 so those little nuggets were (sighs) that is what i miss most about not pre-recording but i don't miss pre-recording Right. <laughs> We're doing much better now in terms of yes. YouTube and not really. I mean, the, the downloads are the same, but the YouTube is doing better because there's something to look at, you know? You're the welcome. Visual element. Mm-hmm. And boobies. So, like, <laughs> I had wanted to do it sooner, like, way before I moved. It's just our my internet was slow and yours was slow. So we could never carry even a, a pre-recorded. I couldn't even pre-record. And, and use OBS to download the stream. But now my computer's much faster. Thanks, Chris Hare. So I well, my computer's much stuff. better, and I upped our internet, and I've got I've got a real microphone now, people. So like we've we've upgraded over the over the year. Like new microphones probably next year, like the next. Yeah. So I mean, it's like we've we've grown as a podcast. We've grown in quality of materials and quality of time and. But it was a real it was a real fight sometimes to get here. I mean, there's a couple of episodes where like Dayquil's in the name, and but both of us got COVID individually and not from each other, even though we lived near each other. Mm-hmm. And we still showed up for our episodes. And like that's how you know someone is really invested in something is when they keep showing up week after week, no matter what, even if it took us three days to record one episode, like we showed up. And so having those little nuggets in there reminds me of like what it actually cost us and then hearing us sound smart when sometimes we don't she always makes me sound smarter than I am so I I love that um I have no no problem with my level of intelligence and I'm fully aware of where it sits and I'm at peace with that um I do not have a master's in biology I am working on my RN and that's that's cool for me but when she talks scientifically I don't always know what she's saying but you know that's one of the reasons why I'm here to learn and to help you guys translate if you don't know either. So um, it's a really cool dynamic that I enjoy and that I want to do another year of it. I mean, that's the next goal is to get through one more year and to just keep, keep chugging on. Now let's talk about that from pre-recorded audio only to pre-recorded video to now we do lives. How do you feel about one versus the other? 
Really quickly, Quirky Snakes asked if I have goats. No, I sold them all. They're probably tacos now somewhere in the, the mist. I moved into town, unfortunately, and I want to die each day. Tacos. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Um, I wish we had done it sooner. I don't know physically how we could have. Yeah. Um, it was a little weird because we suck. It just, But you just got to get used to it. We should have done it a, a two years ago or something before we even started podcasting um but i just li- i always like the pure audio only podcast the best i do obviously listen to video podcasts too right that was my jam so like that was what i wanted to do and it's very convenient to pre-record and edit and we may we probably needed the like grace of editing yeah we needed it bad <laughs> i know i did we might all those all those it. peanuts needed needed to be taken out um right. so there it it's is fine that it took us <laughs> took us a while to get going and it's fine and then like we're not competing with anybody and we're not excluding anybody and we should have guests on i guess but i like the longer this goes on i'm like i'm not sure if we should ever have guests ever. <laughs> never again we will have guests i yeah we will but it's just like it's not about yes it's like it's like the view it's like dumb whores talking about their feelings but it happens to be snakes and news and current events and whatever that's that's a that's a whole concept right you don't need guests to do that and a lot of people are like why don't you do more i'm just like i don't fucking know i don't know because that's not what we're doing we're talking about yeah so we aren't the same format as the interview um podcasters like there are people who are doing it and they're doing a great job at it. So that's not what we need to be doing. We are going to do a few a year. That has always been our goal. We knew it was always going to be something that we hit on. Um, we need to redo Shane's very badly. And that was when we realized and Jana went out and upgraded all her audio and her internet and all those things because that was such a good interview. And it was so tragic, the quality of the audio and anybody who suffered through that episode thank you um i was really proud of that episode until we heard the audio and then i wanted to cry but right. and that helped us realize that it and redone it but i we're not it's hard for us to redo any sort of like three people need to meet up at one time the first and also, time like, so I, could, it, I could hear it would have okay. been a completely different episode if we had done yeah. it again because it's just like a, a natural evolution of thought and so that you can't ever get that back so i'm glad we didn't redo it but it made it made me realize that i needed to take it more seriously and i needed to be more invested in the quality of the equipment which mm-hmm. is great like i needed that like it's been a slow evolution we figured out how to do it we figured out how to show up we figured out how to talk better we figured out how to talk together better and then we I realized, oh, I need a better quality. And then now I'm looking at our videos on YouTube and I'm like, oh, Jessica's right. My camera does suck. You know, so my next step is to get a better camera for y'all. Yeah. And it's so- not even your camera necessarily. If you just had slightly like a $20 Amazon light to fill in your the dark half or or like a, a, a or whatever. It doesn't matter. We're on a journey. <laughs> We're on a journey. journey. Ooh, you can get a new camera everybody? too. Like Ooh. mine is my iPhone. Anyway, so um, it's been definitely a journey and I feel like we're evolving naturally and incrementally. And so um, I think if you had 
come to me and said, let's do YouTube or let's do YouTube lives, I would have run for the hills. Like you had to like slow boil me, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> because if you had tried to stick me in that boiling pot of YouTube lives, I mean, like how many weeks or months did it take you to talk me into the podcast? How many weeks or months did it take you to talk me into the video? How many weeks or months did it take you to actually get me to show up to a live and not be like, just kidding, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, I it was a lot, but it's fine. You're doing good now. So we're doing it. Fuck it. Um, D's balls. I'm on the other side of the water from you. I'm in a port orchard. So just over the bridge. Um, Jessica was in Yelm. Mm -hmm. I think Chris answered a little oh, later. Thank you, Chris. We were on a tangent. And so yeah. I love that we do lives. I do miss the Easter eggs. Um, I miss that she takes out all those ums that I just did. Because I really do that in real life. That's how I actually sound. So I think you guys are getting a pretty Yeah, I've, I've decided to stop editing it as intensely because I don't have, especially like today, I'm not going to edit it. Obviously. Oh, I didn't know you were editing the video. I thought you were just editing the audio. Uh, yeah, I know. The, uh, the video is still pure. I do edit the audio a little bit, but I'm probably going to stop editing the audio because we're kind of consistent enough. I don't fine. think you need to like nobody in the comments is shouting that Jana said um too many times so yes these balls I actually am at Tacoma Community College multiple times a week so we're very close like 20 minutes so I'm happy with where we're at right now I think it's fitting in our lives better to do it live and just to upload it come as it may um is a, a little bit of a pressure so I can't weasel out of showing up because it's live it's a uh, yeah, you can't reschedule. Less, no, you can't reschedule a, a weekly. I mean, you live. can, but like, but it just makes with it a look, recorded makes look, one. It better be really good reasons. <laughs> so I like that. Um, I like that I know exactly when it's going to be, so I can plan my week around not that space. And so for me, I'm very happy with the progression we've made, and I think that it fits where we're at. What about you, Jessica? Hmm. I want to move it to the a night. Like I, okay. I do. I just don't know how currently. So we'll just have to work on it. Well, who does Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights? Everyone. Everybody. <laughs> Literally everyone. Because my kids go to bed at 7 and that's 10 o'clock your time. Right. So that doesn't work. It would have to be a night where your kids are with your ex and you have a night that you do not want to otherwise spend doing something sociable, <laughs> right? Um, Friday nights and Saturday nights, I do not have my children. So I, we'd have to fight with somebody else's. Yeah, that's what, that's, so it's hard. So I don't know which one to pick of those right in. But right now we're fine. It's in the clear. It's just like, I do want to move to a night. I just, there are a so lot many of reptiles lives right now. It's oh my gosh, crazy. So many. And we're like not trying to compete with anybody. Like, right? I don't. I know yeah, a lot of the big names say there's room for everybody, and I, I absolutely think that. I also think that we're different. Um, I, I mean, there are some other people that are doing it like us, but we aren't an interview. We're not trying to compete with the big name interviewers. Like, we're just trying to do our own thing. Two women talking and throwing in some biosecurity, and in our perspective, and. I think we're doing that. I think that people are hearing that it's okay to talk about biosecurity. It's okay to talk about disease testing. It's okay to two women having an opinion on the hobby. Like I think that we've elbowed out some room for ourselves and I feel really good about that. I think we've met all of our goals and 
blown some of them out of the water. Uh, yeah. My goal was always... Um, mostly, like, I have a conviction, and that is... Whatever. Disease, biosecurity, testing is the most important thing and is the first thing someone should learn when they come in. And it's not the thing that they should learn when they're 200 snakes in. And when I asked you in the spring to join, I asked you specifically because of the like, of a a large journey that I know a large breeder screwing over someone else. Right. And then I was like, Jana, we have to do this because there's not enough public discussion about it and you have an experience and I have an experience. And this is like a devastating piece of information about someone I thought was a respectable person and and they still are, but they just don't know that none of those people knew what they were doing. Right. None of the people who come here know. So like, and there was a lot of podcasts at that time. They were like, no, it was not really that big of a deal. It's kind of a deal, but not like it was very dismissive. So to me, it was like absolutely a response to like a dismissive opinion about the thing that even this week is killing snakes as we speak. Right now, someone's quality is collapsing because they didn't. Yeah, I know exact ones. So like it's it's still happening. And then people were like, oh, well, Arena's not around anymore. This week, people messaged me. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. Like. Why was the narrative that it was, uh, well, it's not a big deal anymore when it's a big deal every week, every minute, every new person they're getting in. They, they don't know what to do. Somebody has to call them on the phone and cry with them as they euthanize their snake. Who's just wheezing everywhere. We still have to do this podcast because it's, it's, we didn't, we didn't tell enough people yet. So fuck yeah. me balls. That was my conviction. Everything else is fine. I'll explain to you science stuff and cool like nature stuff. That's fine. But I'm just more interested in stopping what has happened to me and has happened to you and is still happening right now every day. Every other consideration, deep secondary. That's all. I don't know why I'm so excited right now. <laughs> hey, when you want to be passionate, you go, girl. I, I know. Will support you fully. You just bring your kids out and make them happier again. Bring them out. Bring, bring them out. Thank you. God, we need it. Um, we just had yeah. some bad stuff happen last should... week, and I was like ugly crying yeah. at my computer. And my husband doesn't know this, but I was just like, I can't believe it. Fuck, it happened again. It happened I will... again. I, I know that. I, I know that you're anything. seeing that it's happening again, and there's nothing we can do to stop it from happening again. But right, if you think about all the people, rate. all the people that have messaged us privately, all the people that have watched the episode where you helped me tell my story, where you gave me the courage to tell my story um, by telling your story in our very first episode. Um, They've listened to that and they've heard that. And they, there has been so many people like, I was like, Oh, if we help 10 people learn about biosecurity, you know, I've done my job for my whole life. And I feel like we've definitely helped more than 10 people learn about biosecurity, even if they don't even go on to test. As long right. as like we've laid a foundation for them to understand how disease is transferred and how they need to protect their snakes better and how they need to the methodology in which they need to be employing while cleaning their snakes. Like I feel like we've made a huge difference and people have heard that. I also think that one of my main goals was to normalize 
biosecurity and disease testing in everyday conversation. And I think we've really managed to do that. We do talk about a lot of other stuff, but we throw it in there where it should be. Yeah, it's in there where it should be when we're talking about, you know, I had someone message me the other day and I'm not in your face like Jessica is about disease testing. I'm very passionate about it, but I've never been an in your face kind of person. For me, it's like, here's the information you do you. Um, But biosecurity has been a big deal, like having it normalized. And so someone messaged me and they were really excited uh, because we had talked about king snakes and they were like, I want to get a king snake. What's your advice? And the first thing I said is, Crypto tests, crypto tests, crypto tests, because if you get a snake with crypto, because a lot of people recommend getting an adult king snake if you want them to eat any um, snakes that you have to euthanize from your clutches during the year. And if you buy a baby, they they can't eat that snake. And if you're putting it in the freezer to save it for that snake, it's not going to be old enough before that stuff's bad. (laughs) So. Most people want to get a, an adult. And if you're not planning to breed, they want to get an adult male. And what is the most at risk in every species for disease? The adult males. And so you got to test that for crypto. It's a great idea to have mm-hmm. it. I have a trio, but I've tested them several times for crypto. They're not with my other snakes. They have their own equipment um, and they have clean crypto tests. But I still like you have to understand that if you want to add something you have to understand the full element of what you're taking on. And some people just want to keep their head in the sand. I've been that person. It's too much yeah. to think about. It's too overwhelming. But you do have to think about that. Because if you bring in an adult king snake and you don't test it and you feed them from, you know, you offer it to one snake and they don't eat it or you offer it to the king snake and they don't take it and then you offer it to one of your babies, you could collapse your whole colony of yeah. ball pythons just for that one thing. But, you know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Happy thoughts. Here you guys go. Anyway, yeah. so um Aaron said look at cord snake picture by ECW from Instagram. So I looked it up. Oh, okay. is this the one you're talking about? So it's like a wild caught terrazzo. Right in. Aaron. <laughs> Jessica, is there a way to collect s- snake semen? <laughs> well, there has to be AI snake breeding. I'm sure. Um, usually when it's an animal that you can't motivate really strongly to like breed a, a, a dummy, like a, a cow or a horse. You've seen that happen. Google that everybody. Not when your wife's around though. She'll Whoa. Is that like a, a cow blow up doll? And then they collect. Yeah, well, it well they the have a big orifices. dummy, right? <laughs> oh a big dummy, yes, and it has a little <sighs> fleshlight in it. And they bring a cow in estrus near it, so he thinks he's mounting her, but he's actually mounting the dummy. And then okay. he has like a big sleeve procedure in there, and so he he uh, finishes his his job as a man. And they like take that up and they can make straws of semen and then freeze them in nitrogen tanks. It's very normal. You could buy goat jizz, cow jizz, horse jizz, whole frozen embryos. In snakes, they don't like, they will never breed a dummy and ejaculate on a dummy to me. They need more motivation. So, like, when they try to get semen out of frogs, they usually anesthetize the animal and use like very low electrical stimulation to get the testy to release fun stuff so they'd have to just suction it up so and if we're gonna we probably don't have time because i have to go to a show but we'll do the like 
you know, she'll be using CRISPR to edit snake genomes. And sh should we be using in vitro fertilization to do stuff? Uh, that's all interesting. It was brought up on the the Canova episode, but I, I'm kind of running out of time here, Jana. Uh, what else have we got? Um, someone heard recently on an interview a big breeder say, "If it sneezes, it freezes." I heard that. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but we don't need to. Say I who remember. Oh, she knows. Are you going to call him out, or are you just no. going to let people figure it out? Yeah, there was an interview recently. If it sneezes, it freezes. I have no problem with that policy, but you can also. I do. Them I do. Twenty-five dollars. Yeah, like why not figure it out? What if it's a mycoplasma? Like, um, Dylan was talking about. What if it's uh, bacterial what if it's not viral at all you could save so, a $25,000 stranger clown by just so checking it the out. reason that I could get behind that is because he talked a lot about biosecurity and he talked a lot about being conscientious of biosecurity and he doesn't test because he thinks that it's a waste of time because you don't get a positive even if it could be positive now I don't agree with that obviously we've talked about this in the past but I like that he talked about biosecurity and rather than risk his whole collection. He could just test, which is easier. Sorry, guys, my hat messed up my hair, but this is what you're getting. Mm -hmm. I'm getting hot. Um, mm. It's getting hot. It's fine yeah. to be like, I don't have anything under this. So I can't symptoms, it isolate it. But that's like, like right. Isolate you do it, not maybe, have maybe to call freeze it. it. But I prefer that over doing nothing or just leaving it in your ARS with the other 39 snakes. So sure. for me, but I think most people do that, right? Like that's the bare minimum. Like if it's wheezing, you obviously don't just keep going unless you're well, like the real white trash at the really end of the street on the snake. with the natty light, you know what I, I mean? I mean, like I, I had freezers, something that was. No, I, I mean like people don't actively breed and maintain terrible conditioned animals and just be like, I guess this is fine. Like they're, they're drooling. A normal, uh, the normal behavior is to separate them and maybe call animals that are looking really bad, right? That's yeah, normal. Mine was looking what really is bad. the next yeah. level up? Figure Test. out what's wrong with them. Especially if it starts to spread and you have a And it doesn't to have to be a test. You could be one. like, spend the money for a fucking necropsy. I will call it and necropsy it. Yeah. And figure it out. And then be like, what's going on in my colony? Um, I, I didn't think it was like wrong sounding. It just wasn't next level sounding do we want to be next level breeders who have the highest in terms of management level of care or do we want to be you just know just just don't just don't ask questions it has a problem you know i just guess yeah quirky, i guess what is that quirky snake says how long do you quarantine for crypto forever <laughs> um that's the short answer so the long answer is if you are bringing colubrids into a ball python collection, and ball pythons and boas, everything can have it, but yes, especially if you're bringing in another, it species, kills emeralds all the time, all right. the time. But right. it can harbor and kind of persist really well in the. Boas so and... Jessica has what we like to call a Noah's Ark collection of multiple species, but her yes. multiple species species all have a designated area in her home, and. Mm -hmm while house hunting <laughs> there had to be enough designated areas for her to bring all of her species and so if you're going to bring additional species into your collection be aware that they should at least have their own wall or something and that they should have their own equipment Gloves and they should cool. have their own 
their own designated day that you interact with them where you don't interact with other things or you interact with them last. Um, The short answer is it can be in your snake undetectable by any fecal swab for years. Right. So I have cases. And then it can like rear up and you'll detect it in a fecal swab. And that's not a problem with the test. It's just the infection does not produce a thick walled oocyst that's meant to infect another animal. Sloughing off. Right. Right. So So, um, always quarantine at least three months, three to six. Sometimes people quarantine up to a year. Um, but yeah, quarantine I quarantine like forever if you can. Yeah. <laughs> but part of biosecurity is a permanent form of quarantine. And so quarantine doesn't just mean that it's separate from your collection in another place. Quarantine means biosecurity and how you interact with that. And so if you interact with it on a different day, if it has its own tools, if you clean your tools properly when you're finished, if you don't take a rodent that you offered that biosecurity bubble like my things exist in biosecurity bubbles like my hatchlings are a bubble my holdbacks are a separate bubble from my hatchlings because those hatchlings go to shows um my subadults are a bubble my um adults are a bubble and then within the adult bubbles like the breed groups are like sub-level bubbles and we've talked about this m- multiple times on other shows or mm-hmm. other episodes but and um, we can talk about it Again, Again, like I guess we can do another biosecurity thing, but my colubrids, which I don't have many, I have three king snakes, they do live in my reptile room, which is not my reptile room anymore. Now they're in formation and I have a snake building, so they haven't been in my snake building ever, and they may not ever go out there. I haven't decided. They may come back in and hang out with like my show babies. I haven't decided, I'm still figuring that out, but they are their own biosecurity bubble. So I interact with those on, on one day. And then I have garter snakes that I interact with on their own day, or like I'll interact with them and then I'll go take a shower and start my whole day. But that tank has been taken care of. This right here next to me is my bioactive red-sided garter tank. Hellhole tank. That's what you're saying. She thinks it's a I was so arm. mean to, to them on fucking Sean's show and i don't mean to be because it's like fun right it's fun let's like elevate the care experience but i get real fed up getting told that i'm doing a worse job taking care of my animals by choosing not to expose them to unknown and known pathogens than they having a pet tank with their fucking bullshit i have Uh, a pet tank fuck off and, way, and she does way. not agree with that. But that's fine because we don't agree on no, things. I mean, your pet tank is for a project that if you lost those animals, you wouldn't be debilitated and you would leave the hobby immediately, right? Correct. Right. And they so are you're... literally in their own sphere. And then once I change my snake room into my bedroom, I sleep in my living room. Everybody how's that for slumming it because I gave, I gave the bedrooms to my kids and I'm just waiting to clean up the snake room for me. Anyway. They're going to always be in my bedroom because I like to watch them. I like to interact with them. I have them. They're a pleasure pet that's eventually going to produce. Pleasure pet. Pleasure pet that's eventually going to produce babies that I can sell. But um, you just have to think of it in terms of that biosecurity bubbles. And so you never want to feed your adults and then go feed your babies because if those have unknown diseases or problems and then you go feed your babies, you could unintentionally transfer those to the babies. So you should be setting up your feeding schedules and your cleaning schedules. So you're not interacting with different bio bubbles 
mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and so we'll, I think, I think since we're getting asked this, we'll do an episode in the near future about it again and just talk about it again. But it's, that's a, she doesn't have time for me to go on her or her to go on a huge tangent. Well, I guess the last, do we want to do any news at all? Do we want to talk about what happened last night or do we want to just skip, save all the news for next week? I, I have to kind of go. Yeah, shortly. she has to go. Um, I'm bending a show, everybody. Please come out. I want to ask the final questions. If okay. you could go back in time, would you still do this podcast? Mm, I actually I don't, don't know her answer, I don't guys. know the answer either. Oh, I, I know my answer. Is your answer yes? My answer is 100% yes. Hmm. I don't know the answer. I have to think. I I may and I may never know. It might be different days. That's fair. Some days I like know, a lot about it. It's great. It's just it, it makes my life more complicated than I thought it would be had I not had a podcast because you can't talk on the internet without somebody getting mad about it all the time. Well, all yeah. the time. And you lose sleep about it. I don't. So that's probably why I'm well, still like a like, solid yes. You don't like re-interact with it again. I don't. If you I had to see sure it every don't. five minutes, you'd be like, that's fair. Um, so plans for this next year and goals for the podcast. I, What's one of your goals? I don't have goals. I don't. I be, I want to keep doing it every week. That's my goal right now. Right. And I think that's a lot for us because we've been teetering on the edge of not doing it a lot. She says that. Maybe I'm giving off that impression that I'm not in, in it to win it, but I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm going to keep yeah. showing up. No, I'm not saying like whatever, right? Whatever this podcast does end, it will end abruptly She's with no filtering her response, guys. I can see it. She's holding Whatever back. Just give it to me real. It's like it one day Jenna's just randomly. gonna not show up anymore. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what will happen. And it won't be it won't be like anything probably even weird. You're just like, I'm tired of it. And then, then it'll be done. It'll on be done. to the next thing. On to my yeah, only And fans. that's fine, because that's how a lot of them end. It's fine. It's fine, right? But the 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 motivation should be very intrinsic right like if you spoke to no one you would still do it because you get you derive pleasure from the conversation or the topics or or whatever so i just always i'm like i'm I'm like praying jana is receiving some intrinsic value each (laughs) week i'm getting the virtual (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't um so Coming up this year, um, in January, we're probably going to introduce a new intro song. We're probably... Is that a talk about that? Like, it is. It is like, well, what to look forward to. Um, We are going to hopefully start a Patreon. We have had a lot of people that want to throw money at us for some reason. Dollar bills, yo. Figure it out. But like, we don't have to wait for January to do that. But if you want to, it's just like whenever we get a... Get idea of what it. the hell the, the level so we would say be. january because my quarter ends december 13th and from december 13th to like january 7th i don't have school so it'll happen sometime in there people that just want to throw us coffee money or tip money um we will also mm-hmm. have like a spot where if you want to sponsor the podcast at like a monthly rate um we'll give you a shout out yeah or, we know people have been asking spot. and people we have been asking bad. and yeah we I feel bad, bad that you want to throw money at I us i swear like, to oh. god we don't serve shane's brand i don't yeah well. how are we helping him i, I think he's helping us I, if anything it's not he's saying. paying us to help uh, us with his notoriety i, was I don't, to I don't know how that works 
uh, Sean Bradley in private about this. And I'm like, I swear to God, we're ruining Shane's life. And he's like, no, you're fine. And I'm like, I don't know. I, do- yeah, I legitimately Shane, do not know. Um, so we, we are looking at adding some things and looking at like changing some things up, but nothing major. Thank you. We're still wanting to uh, show up every week. If something changes in that, we'll let you know. Um, right now, I'm doing prerequisites for my nursing program. Once I start my nursing program in like 18 months, if I even I know, get you're in. You're doing like clinicals and shit. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> um, so the schedule may change, but I, for now, I keep, I'm going to keep showing up. So um, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for riding the ride. Thanks for, I mean, I can't even believe that some of our episodes have 300 plus downloads like that's literally i was hoping for 10 so uh it's exceeded my expectations um how much i love it has exceeded my expectations um how much jessica has put up with <laughs> in my pillow princess and how much other people have put up with jessica. <laughs> right. um the fact that you guys keep showing up the fact that we have so many people today um when you guys didn't even know it was our anniversary episode is Pretty yeah, amazing. we didn't promote it that way because I didn't think anybody would care that much about us talking. Other than about us, us. right? Leave something a little that somebody might right. be interested give in a shit about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're gonna keep showing up for you guys. If you have things you want to hear or things that we've gone over that you want us to go over again, thank you, um, Dylan. Yeah, drop a like. We don't ever ask for much. We should. Yeah, drop a like. Drop a comment. Share subscribe whatever if you want to um yeah or don't or don't it's cool like literally we're gonna keep showing up whether you guys do or not yeah we're gonna we're trick you all into liking your snakes enough to take care you of you think you're here for the boobs but we're gonna trick you into learning about biosecurity <laughs> in the process so um <sighs> you know and like sometimes you know there may be things if you're married and don't want to look close your eyes there's going right. to be things like this shown on the screen. And, um, that was for whoever had asked for the, the picture. Um, it's just, it just, this is the, it's really important to both of us. And whether we have no one listening or we have lots of people listening, like we're going to keep being here and we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And until we all keep, until you, that we don't tell, you know, maybe I get too busy with school or, yeah if that Whatever. happens though like i don't know that's not i like i don't begrudge that hypothetical future because i think it will happen eventually like it, it must right surely well i hope that in the future that we'll just maybe if it gets too much we'll do less rather than just give up because i don't know i yeah. feel like this is like my place this is like therapy for me y'all um <laughs> you're working through stuff I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm working through stuff. I hanging out is, with a weird secular girl. Ew. This is what the one thing that I started doing for myself that I made no apologies or excuses or asked permission to do from anyone. And I came and did it and it sucked to carve out time for it. And I had to IOU people for childcare and, you know, be in debt to my ex for watching the kids or whatever. Like I had to make time for it. Right, I isn't that out time? Holy shit! Yeah, and so it's like I had to actively make this work, but it was important to me. It was the thing I did for myself, and at the time I wasn't doing anything for myself. And so for me to continue to do that, it's really important because this is a, something I do for myself. I don't do it for my business. I don't do it 
for notoriety. I don't do it for like, cause I feel obligated. This is the thing I do for myself because I love it and I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying the process. And so I don't really, yeah, there's no clout that. in what we're doing. Everybody. I just there's none. Know. There's Holy none. It's shit. not, it's not making us more sales. It's not no. uh, making our business more notorious. It's not no. doing anything like that. But for me, it's very personal. It's very important to me that I continue to show up because it matters to me even if it makes sense to no one else. And so, yeah, I'm doing a lot of shit, a lot more shit than I was doing six months ago. My life is really crazy, but this is the thing I do for me. And so as long as Jessica will have me and keep putting up with me, I'm going to keep showing up because, because I, this, this is the thing I do for me. And if you guys benefit from it, that makes me super happy, but I'm, I'm here for me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm here for me because I love, I love that I'm doing this. This is something that I felt like I should say no to. And I did for a long time um, because I was scared to do it. And as soon as it wasn't that I was scared that I wouldn't be good at it. It wasn't that I didn't think I could do it. It was just that I didn't think, or I thought I needed permission to say yes or something like that. And so saying yes was, was very transformative. You've played a role in transforming my life, Jessica. And now wow. I'm divorced and footloose and fancy free oh, and also married in up. biology. <laughs> the podcast broke my life in a very good way. Yeah, and that's kind of crazy, actually, if you think about it. I mean, it really been, did. It really it happened all in one year, too. Yeah, no, I, it was when I started saying yes to myself and what I wanted. And, you know, like, so this is like part of me owning me and me leaving room for myself. And so mm-hmm. having a space to do that. Women do have feelings everybody you know we aren't the subspecies that are supposed to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen i mean unless you want to dinner and pie if if that's your thing go for it but right if it's not your thing and someone's making it be your thing and you feel obligated to that like you shouldn't that's a whole other episode though Mm -hmm. but jessica has to go to her show and then she's gonna tell us about it next week yes holy balls i heard i i'm hearing stuff it's not gonna It'll be okay. I'm hoping for okay. I would like to sell one corn snake. That's wait, Dylan. Fancy. Are you married? Comment below. <laughs> I need. I and need to know. As far as last night, I don't have time to go into it. But I 100% believe that all of the parties involved could be friends one day. Jessica Am was trying to be a peacemaker. Am I wrong? Could adults that like snakes talk to each other about snakes for yes. pleasure? We don't have to yes. all be friends, but we can definitely all be respectful and get along yeah. and be in the same space. It, um, was, it was tough. I've called many people. Many people know many things, and I'm sure many other people have called many other people. But I, I, I just, I wish they would, I, I think it could be at least like cash, not friends, but just like everyone's cash about it. And it's casually okay right that we're in the same sphere. The end. Yes. That's all we're expecting right. out of this. All right. Always. Happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you all get really fucked up and have fun. Dress up like anime girls. And, I will uh, take pictures. I will maybe I'll take pictures of the show. I'll probably gonna wear a Kotsky because it's like an easy one to take off when it gets hot. But yeah, mine will not be something you could take off when you get hot. <laughs> well, that it's a different kind of take off when you get hot. Wow. Mm. All right. Thank you, everyone who showed up to the live. You're all beautiful, and I love you. And we'll all join a commune one day and a group, have sister wives. It'll be fun. The good but... kind of sister wives. <laughs> yeah, not the rapey kind. Oh no, I meant the rapey kind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the commune kind where we all share.